This episode is brought to you by the Project Manga Patreon, the best way for viewers to support the project and allow us a means to keep providing new and quality content to our subscribers. Go to patreon.com slash projectmanga and find out more about the perks we have available to patrons, including early access to all of our content and exclusive videos like behind-the-scenes footage and additional manga reviews. That's patreon.com slash projectmanga. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome back to the Project Manga Podcast, where we cover One Piece, My Hero Academia, Black Clover, Mashal, Dr. Stone, and Jujutsu Kaisen, week to week. Back this week covering Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 12, I'm your host, Knox. And Nickums. Joined tonight by a very special guest, Axel Ablaze. Axel, thanks for joining us, man. Welcome to the show. Hello, I'm glad to be here. Uh, my official face reveal. <laughs> 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 Not like my face has been a secret on my channel before, but everybody is just like, hey, we see the dolphin. And it's like, we don't care about the guy behind the mask. So <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah. But yeah, I'm on I'm on camera today. So yes. cool. And I'm you awesome. look great. Yes. Yes. No, I'm I'm happy to be here. Um, yeah, dude. Finally getting a chance to. Uh, <laughs> Midwest content creators coming yes. together. Yes, unite. Uh, yes. Just... <laughs> You guys in Minnesota, me in Wisconsin. So yeah, we're like right, we're like neighbors right next middle. door. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Hell yeah, man. Well, for yes. those of for those of our for our audience out there that like might not be familiar with your content, Axel, why don't you go ahead and tell our audience what it is you do and where they can find you? Sure. So I run the Axel Blaze Productions YouTube channel. Um, it was a very small channel until the tail end of 2020 when it was just like, hey. I'm going to be on a Mask Man video before yeah. he became Asura. And then it, all of a sudden it was just like, everyone sees my content. And yeah. it's like, ah! <laughs> um, so, like, on my channel, I talk about uh, different anime and manga news, um, different content. Um, I'm a little sporadic right now, but I'm getting back into it. Um, got a lot of different content coming up. Um, I'm going to have, like, a three-part thing on Toonami because Ooh. it's a guy in his late 20s tsunami was my childhood everything so, everything yep, everything <laughs> so I, I feel like the younger kids uh yeah. need to know about the golden age of tsunami i agree uh, i agree with you. Uh, yeah i just i love making anime and manga content uh it took several years for me to finally get into a groove on my channel and putting a dolphin in front of my face but you know <laughs> it's it's worth it i love I your avatar I, I think i think that's uh, i think that's awesome so is that from something i don't think i read the manga that that's from yes that's from a thing. so it's from uh hard-boiled cop and dolphin okay um, okay which is running in weekly shonen jump yeah not for long <laughs> it's really the, you oh, don't think so it's on it, its no, way it's out. an axe territory oh, yeah wow. for sure like, for sure the the I current plot is yeah it's the current plot is getting towards like the axe point like sure you can tell that it's really accelerating oh no dude. and the sales weren't the greatest mm. despite this being um ryuhei tomorrow's third time in shonen jump Right. Uh, oh wow. Beelzebub so, was good. I like Beelzebub. Oh, it's yes, the Beelzebub the guy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I didn't know no. that. I, I've heard a card hard boiled cop and dolphin is good. The, the anime lately yeah. guys actually recommended that to me too. Yeah. So, don't get me wrong. I love yeah. the series. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have Orphy the dolphin as my channel mascot if I didn't love right. hard boiled cop and dolphin. <laughs> yeah. 
But I do realize it's like the shortcomings of the series. It's right. a lot better than Hungry Marie when Ryuhei Tamura was just like, I'm going to make a rom-com. And no. <laughs> what's what's yeah. our world cop and dolphin? Is that like a, that, I mean, it's a, is, is so, it a comedy? Shonen. Is, is it a Battle comedy? Shonen yes. comedy kind okay, of thing, yeah. Okay. It started out as more of like just a comedy with mm-hmm. some like battle stuff. And then it was just like, all right, sales aren't great. Time to hard pivot into the mystery end of things right it's a little too little too late despite like things being really great right now but it's just like "Eh." yeah that's the worst (laughs) feeling ever that's that's how it was like kind of um with samurai 8 too that i remember it started off really weak and then as it starts really showing what it's trying to do it's like already past that point of return and you can totally feel Uh, that you know (laughs) i I get that but like samurai 8 like you could tell that like Shueisha was really trying to push it. Yeah. yeah. So like, despite the fact that it was just like, eh, mm-hmm. like the v- majority of the way through. Right. Like, <laughs> I think they learned their lesson with Kishimoto, and they're Absolutely. like, like just because somebody is a veteran doesn't mean we can keep pushing them if things aren't working well. Right. And right. Th- that's the thing. And Build King is probably out the door after that. So, <laughs> I, you know. Oh, man. I've is. been hearing nothing but uh, negatives for Build King. I, I, I've i only read, like, the first, like, chapter or whatever. But Build King has become a meme on my <laughs> channel because it deserves to be a meme <laughs> yeah. at this point. Just yeah. because... It's a clone of Toriko, and you would yeah. think, you know, oh, like, oh, it's a clone of Toriko? I like Toriko. That's a good thing. No. No. <laughs> the fact that it's, like, the fact that it's, like, literally a carbon copy of yeah. Toriko, yeah. but, like, with building things, mm-hmm. and they're just throwing everything at the wall and trying to see what <laughs> see sticks. See what sticks, yeah. Oh, no. I, uh, Never know. Like, Never know not, how it goes, you know what I mean? Because it's, like, because no. it's, like, when you're a veteran... You might have, you know, this outlook of, well, I've done this already. I can kind of do whatever yeah. I want and it's mm-hmm. going to sell or they're going to let me, you know, I have a little bit more freedom in regards to editorial and things like that because I've proven myself. And then yeah. when you when you don't have as much of an editorial, you know, influence, then it could Which turn into something like that. what happened with Samurai 8. Yeah, I exactly. I guarantee you. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, <laughs> Naruto is great. Yeah. Like, regardless of what your opinions are, like, the mm-hmm. fact that Naruto went as long as it did mm-hmm. was great. And the thing is, there was a lot of editorial involvement with it. Oh yeah, sure. absolutely. And I think that's what if it was up to Nar- Samurai, if it was up to Kishimoto. Right? I think he wanted to make like all of the characters animals or some shit. I think he wanted to kill off Sasuke too, yeah, like at one so point. Weird. Like it, he wow. wasn't gonna like make yeah. Sasuke like a, a recurring thing. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, but I think that's why Samurai Eight failed because I think they just were like, oh, Kishimoto's like you know he had like six hundred some chapters for Naruto. Just yeah. let, let him do whatever he wants, and it was yeah. just like, oh, oh shit, we let oh, him, like, no. we let him do whatever. <laughs> Wanted. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, hmm. I will make sure to um, throw Axel's um, YouTube channel link down in the description for you. While you're down there, uh, we want to ask you to take a look at the link tree that also exists there. And that's going to be where you find us on our individual social media accounts, ways that you can join online communities associated with Project Manga, like Discord. Um, ways that you can listen to the Project Manga podcast wherever you normally listen to your podcasts, and ways that you can support what we do here by checking out our online store and our Patreon. But getting in to the discussion tonight, Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 12, I think we can jump right into the coverage tonight with Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, chapter 139. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Okay, so what is the title on this one? Um, Hunter. Hunter. Right, so this opening scene 
wow first of all um if this is like the start of an episode in the anime i'm yeah. just like picturing this like opening scene right now and i'm getting like um i'm getting like crollo lucifer in like the sure. York new city like orchestra like scene mm -hmm. like kind of like vibes you know what i mean mm -hmm. where you might have like yeah. a hymnal you know kind of orchestra you know like playing right. in the background during a either scene that like or this. silence right either it's that like, or psh. just silence yeah like, yeah how do you guys all right so how do we feel about um about 139 as a whole axel you're, oh. you're new you're new how do you feel so uh once again this is just kind of like Gigi akatami just like you think you know what's gonna happen in jujutsu kaisen but you're wrong <laughs> right because like this entire time like at the start of the chapter i'm just like okay cool like Yuji is apparently hunting down curse spirits, and mm -hmm. Choso is there, and he's willingly participating in this for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, and then, <laughs> like, because this buildup to like mm -hmm. from the previous chapters, you're thinking, oh, okay, uh, you know, the stuff with Naoya is gonna happen somewhere near like the middle, maybe, of this arc. Like the, <laughs> yeah. the, the Yuta Yuji confrontation is gonna be the big climax of this series. Yeah. And then it's just like, hey, no, you get it all guess right who now. showed up? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, Naoya's here. It's like, oh, and they're fighting. And then it's just like, oh, Yuta's here. <laughs> yeah, all this stuff you thought <laughs> was gonna hype. be like, like towards the end of the art climactic stuff yes. is just happening next chapter so yeah, it's <laughs> yeah that this is super high octane and, and wild and it, it, it makes me really excited for the arc because it's like like you were saying if we were expecting all of this towards the end and they're giving it to us kind of in the beginning i don't think that this mm. con i don't think that this conflict will will reach any kind of definite resolution you know on sure. any uh, you know i i doubt Malia, you know will kill yuji I, you know what i mean megumi's probably <laughs> on the way you know because because he's looking for for yuji so if he shows up i doubt megumi will be killed as well so i don't think anyone is really i don't think yuta is going to kill yuji in this fight you know or at all so right. i think that this is just like a nice like little like initial skirmish to kind of like see how everyone feels about everyone involved and then someone is probably going to get hurt very badly, maybe everybody, and then they leave and think about who just whooped their ass. And then we come back for a bigger, you know, fight later is, is how I'm thinking that this goes. It's definitely, yeah. you, you, it's hard to believe that this would be a, an entire arc of this battle between Yuji, yeah. uh, Naoya, and uh, Yuta, right? Like, there's yeah. no way this is going to go yeah. on for, like, 20 chapters right now, you know what I mean? No. It's too mm -hmm. soon for a huge battle, so, like... Certainly, I, I totally agree with y'all that like we're like testing the waters here. We're showing all the parties being in play, and something is gonna break it up. But like, it's hard to say what exactly right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, going back. But I love to this the... intro, like you were saying. Like yeah, this, yeah. this intro is yeah. so sick with the clapping and like yes. this thing on page on page three, where his arms are just like he just clapped, but his arms are just like wide as if he's like welcoming these cursed spirits up under the bridge or whatever. Yes. So tight, so yes, tight, so good. And now... the fan art for this has been incredible already. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I believe it now. Do you think he's simply clapping his hands when he's doing this? Or is he trying to, like, send out cursed energy when mm. he's clapping and that's what's drawing them in? Ooh. Like, is that's this one question. of those... Like, is this one of those things and, like, I'm, I'm gonna make this reference just because I finished Claymore! Yeah! Nice. Is it, like, a Claymore thing where, like, they're sensing uh, Yoma energy or is it one of those things where they're just sensing motion, sound, or whatever sure like, what yeah. is it that's drawing them in yeah that's like, a that's obviously... a good question because just clapping why would just clap i mean if there's a bunch of curses right. running around and there's a bunch of noise happening in the city 
I mean, I mean, Yuji's really strong, so who knows? His claps could be like so sonic booms, you know what True. I mean, for mm -hmm. all we know. But but the fact that there are so many of them yeah. right there in that instant, and by mm -hmm. all means, like, obviously we know that Sukuna's fingers have, like, that draw. Oh, sure, <laughs> yeah. And he's got, what, he's got like 10 of them inside 15, of him? 15, I think. Like 15, yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And, like, <laughs> all that energy, like, is within him, and yeah. you you can bet that all these curses are just like, I want a piece of that. So right. that's what I'm thinking. Like, mm -hmm. like, I'm just thinking like a simple clap wouldn't make necessarily make sense. And the fact that Choso also said like later on in the chapter, how much Yuji has already grown. Sure. It wouldn't be outside that realm of possibilities that like he's gotten that far with his cursed energy that he's able to send it out as a kind of a beacon yeah, sure. to draw people in. I like See, that. The only like other that. Um, this, like technique down. Yeah, mm -hmm. the only the only other thing I can think of in this situation is that perhaps uh Tokyo, like the Shibuya area or wherever they are exactly, um, maybe it is so depopulated and quiet that you would be able to hear claps really easily. Like certainly sure. if, if it was like regular Tokyo, like a clap would do nothing, right? Like you'd yeah. never hear it over the hustle and bustle of the city. But mm -hmm. maybe like it's it's like just desolate it's it's hard to like tell because we've only gotten like that one scene right um like yet last chapter or two chapters ago with like that little girl in the convenience store right and it mm -hmm. seemed pretty um you know sparse with people yeah but uh, yeah it's the really only characters in the scene was yeah. that right. little girl and then you know right. Yuta, and it seemed like right. they, they panned out pretty far into the city um not too far but i mean like mm -hmm. there, if there were going to be more people there i feel like we could have seen them in any right. of those those panels but as far as the beacon thing goes i think that it, i think that axel i think you are what you said about um him having eaten more fingers and just i think that he's just a bigger beacon in general just off of eating yeah. more fingers right because because yeah. curses are attracted to him regardless just because he's sakuna's vessel so i think mm -hmm, that yeah. maybe they're attracted to the general area or maybe they're just in the general area and then you know now that he's like making a point they're like okay that's right. exactly where where it's coming from and sure then, sure and then they can jump on it I think one of the things that we still don't know, mm -hmm. I think, we don't know how much time has passed between the Shibuya incident and right now, correct? Right. Like, um, I, so... think, I think there was one timestamp um, a couple of chapters ago, but I don't think, I think we've only gotten one timestamp and a bunch of other shit has happened, but I gotcha. think we do, right. I think we do know um, that it's been a couple days. Right. At and least. we had that giant info dump chapter mm -hmm. a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago where it was just like, hey, word vomit. Yeah. Like, across <laughs> several pages. So, like, I, I know one of the things that they talked about was, you know, uh, evacuating the citizens of Tokyo. Mm -hmm. By all means, at this point, we don't know who all is left there. Right. I mean, like, by all means, like, we don't even know necessarily how much time has passed between Yuta meeting um, right. with the head families and now. So yeah, right. I think the only timestamp we got was for the Zenin family chapter, now that I think about it, because it talks about Nalbito's passing. So you need, I think it gives us a timestamp in that chapter. Hmm. Gotcha. But other than that, I don't, I, I, yeah, I think we don't know how much time it's been since Yuta talked to the higher ups. I don't, right. we, I don't think we know anything like that. But as mm -hmm. far as um, the conversations that we get inside of this um, chapter with, Choso commenting to himself about Yuji's, you know, new cursed energy kind of Yo. like situation, which is which is great to mm -hmm. hear. But he's uh, now a demon god. It's yeah. so sick. What the <laughs> yeah, fuck? he's now a demon god. That shit is so wild. So so this is cool though, because so one, this situation with all of these curses running rampant in the city is essentially just like, you know, 
shonen training you know what i mean like you, yeah, you go fight yeah. a whole bunch of these monsters for the next week and you're just going to be tighter you know like when you come out yep. of that situation but also um this 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 comment that choso has where he's like as impressive as ever little brother and then he's like are you still calling me that he's like i'll keep calling you that over and over try to recollect after all your father had stitches on his forehead didn't he so like, how do you guys feel mm -hmm. about that He's saying it's like Noritoshi Kamo, right? Like yeah, just like so. just like get to, right? right? Like, but that's yeah. that's so we've obviously never seen Yuji's father, right? Yeah. We don't we know nothing about his parents ever mm -hmm. since chapter one with the grandfather saying, like, you want to know about your parents? Like, this yeah. might be a good time. He's like, no, I'm good or whatever. It's like, like, oh yeah. my god, if if, <laughs> if Yuji's if Yuji's reaction here is one of you're right, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because he looks like kind of shook yeah. a little bit, right? Like yeah. on the bottom of page eleven. Mm -hmm. Um, he looks a little shook. And if that's shook because he does have stitches on his forehead, that's that's exactly what Kiko was saying, right? Like, yeah. like three weeks ago or whatever, he was saying like that Yuji might literally be the same kind of entity like as Choso. Death painting, uh, yeah. yeah. But that's wild. Yeah. I, like, that's like why would wild. we expect that? That's crazy. We, we wouldn't. But this this line of dialogue goes back to um, the like one of the last chapters of Shibuya incident when Choso is there and he has this dialogue and he's like, "I really have three parents." You know what I mean? I have. Mm um you know oh. noritoshi yeah i have noritoshi kamo the one who put right. me into the woman who birthed me and then that woman is my mother and then there's another parent that i can't either way he was talking about parents you know what i mean so i'm assuming that you know is um playing into this conversation in the newest chapter your father's had stitches on his forehead didn't he like he's trying to make yuji remember the memory he has that right, he got right. from the from the right. ability of the abil Yuji's. Yuji's latent ability. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. we, the way that I took this is like, okay, Yuji and Choso do not have the same father. Sure, but sure. Choso genuinely believes that. So all of his dialogue is going to be like, try to remember, man. We got he the same. He believes it so much yeah, that yeah. he's like, like, don't you remember your own father, Yuji? Like yeah. the guy I'm thinking of in my head, even though he's maybe yes. you've never even seen Yuji's father. Right? right. Exactly. That's that's definitely what I think is happening here. What do you think, Axel? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely what, like, the signs are pointing to. Right. So, like, by all means, uh, it would be great if it actually turns out that Noritoshi Kamo is the one that is his parent, whether that is <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> biologically or in, you know, a, a similar way um, oh. to uh, Choso and the yeah. other death paintings. Like, there, there's so much that's still ambiguous with it. And I, honestly, I would not be disappointed if that was the way that it went. Because I'm mean, pretty sure Choso's like, Choso's like, as a fetus, is like 150 years old. Like, he was originally created as a death painting, like 150 years old, and then just recently got put into the woman that 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 birthed him, I think, is the way is the way that I remember it. So, like, yeah. Yuji, we know, is, like, legitimately, like, 17 years old, Do right? I don't, I mean, we know don't that? know that, but, like, still, you know, oh, God. Yeah. And I think the thing is, like, if it is Noritoshi Kamo, like, and people are like, oh, well, it's so obvious, like, because I love Jujutsu Kaisen, don't get yeah. me wrong, but the, the fandom just keeps, like, they keep pulling an anchor man. It's just like, well, that escalated quickly. And then it's just like <laughs> the expectations just keep going up and up and up and up. So it's mm -hmm. just like, oh man, an obvious twist? Boo! Pitchforks. Yeah. So like, yeah. I wouldn't be disappointed by it. Like, yeah. it's already interesting that like, mm -hmm. and we don't know all of Noritoshi Kamo's history at this point. Right. We mm -hmm. don't know what happened between all the various bodies that he has inhabited up to this point. Right. Um, we don't even know if Ghetto 
the, the current body he's in is his final destination. Right. By all right. means, he could be prepping anybody Maybe to Yuji. be the next vessel. It could be Yuji. Right. But it also could be any one of the people that he awakened um sure. with that ability. Mm -hmm. Um where like you had like people that are now better vessels or right. people that awakened cursed spirit energy that they mm -hmm. couldn't like previously and they have before, a technique so. that is better than the body that yes. he has right now you know what i mean so he could Which, just i mean ghetto is really yeah. strong so like by all means he wouldn't necessarily want to vacate ghetto's body unless he either was forced to do so mm -hmm. or somebody that was on his list has now been prepped and is now a capable body for him to be in yeah. right. by all means yuji sukuna could be his potential final vessel or you know this masterpiece that he's building up to mm -hmm. we don't know because mm -hmm. like we didn't even necessarily know that there was this grand scheme that ghetto was making until like the later part of shibuya like this mm -hmm. entire time we're just thinking oh ghetto's this like cool guy who's just like all right cursed friends you guys go do what you want to do and i'm just gonna be back here and be like that's not a good idea that's <laughs> yeah. a good idea and then it turns out i am the mastermind and it's right. like all at the same time as like my hero with like all for one so it's mm -hmm. just like ha 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 ha, ha. the <laughs> yeah. masterminds at work in like both series yeah so like it's it's really great um as far as like the father like thing with um with yuji and like kamo it, it, it's an interesting thought. I I, I think I, I want to think that there's just like a timeline situation that might yeah. or like a timeline issue that might prevent all of that from actually. See, I happening. was I was totally thinking that too, right? Where yeah. like it it doesn't make a hundred percent sense if it is Noritoshi Kamo that Choso is referring to because like surely Yuji's like grandfather would have known about Noritoshi Kamo, right? And would would have maybe like been a little more adamant about telling him this, right? Like yeah. it would have been someone would have known, right? Yeah. Like that that Yuji's father was Noritoshi Kamo if yeah. if it was, right? But yeah. what if Brain Coon, like the idea I was having in response to the timeline issue is like what if Brain Coon can leave Ghetto's body and inhabit mm -hmm. another body whenever he wants? What if he has like five different bodies for whatever situation he's uh, trying to do? And then he so can he just had come like back his to the bodies whenever Yeah. His oh, body yeah. that he was seducing, you know, Yuji's mom like with, that. right? And then he has a different body that he's God. like doing the the Choso shit. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, <gasps> we don't know if he's if he's a body swapper. Like, who who knows how many bodies? Let me slip into something more comfortable real quick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Well, that is a wild thing to mm -hmm. to think about. Yeah. But um... it's it is also possible because we don't know what the other two big uh jujutsu sorcerer families are like at this right. point mm -hmm. obviously up to this point the big focus has been on the zenin family mm -hmm. so it's very possible like that yuji could have some kind of relation to either of the other two big families mm -hmm. um and i think that's gonna be a i'm gonna make a prediction that uh, the other families are gonna be a bigger part of the like the more middle part of this arc especially sure. since we've got the naoya and yuta stuff up in right. the beginning there's gotta be more like, yeah, yeah, like yeah what else is gonna happen like especially since like the other families were in charge of like telling yuta hey we still want to kill you but first we want you to kill that other guy <laughs> yeah. then we'll maybe kill you maybe not probably still will but yeah. we want you to kill him first because he <laughs> took off the arm of your best friend so right like, yeah 
I, I think we're still going to get more involved with that, like, again, because this is the beginning of the arc. Um, but I, I would not be surprised if somehow we find out that Yuji is part of either of the two big families. Mm -hmm. um, it could be even crazier, maybe. This is just me wildly speculating at this <laughs> point. Yeah. It'd be even crazier if it turns out that Yuji is from this secret fourth family that yeah, got yeah, yeah. wiped out by the other three families yep, for whatever yeah. yep. reason. Mm -hmm. uh, like, I mean, because who's to say that, like, the, the big three were always the big three? Right. Like, exactly. Were there other families involved? Which one of which ones of them came together? Yeah. Which ones of them were eliminated for whatever reason, yeah. whether it was friend or foe? Mm -hmm. Like power shift history I, is something yeah. that is very like interesting to me yeah. in in Jujutsu Kaisen because it's like 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 you're saying we have these three big families, but the the coolest thing that that you said was like have they all have had had these always been the big three families? Right. And right. it's like. If there was like another major clan that was, you know, there before Kamo and it was Zenin, you know, Gojo and then whatever this other clan was and then Kamo, you know, snuffed them out or whatever the, the history is. I want to know that shit, you know, because yeah, 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 it's yeah. like because we know that there's more than just these three clans. You know yeah. what I mean, and it's so. I mean, it's also possible, too, that maybe he has some kind of heritage out of Japan, sure. um, like by all means, just based on his hair color. Mm -hmm. um like obviously it's very different compared to a lot of other people like mm -hmm. compared to other anime where like they're like hey you're anime characters so your hair can be any color you want right uh, compared to that in Jujutsu Kaisen for the most part everybody's hair has been pretty normal right um so we've got a case of like an Ichigo Kurosaki kind of thing where it's just like oh he's got like strawberry-ish hair uh does he have some kind of heritage outside of Japan sure like by the, by all means, like obviously the cursed energy thing is a big thing in Japan. It's not as big of a thing around the world. But what if there was some family faction, whatever, in another country or something mm -hmm. that he has that heritage from? So yeah, again, yeah. this is me just wildly speculating. Right, right. cool thoughts. Though. I don't get this. I don't get this opportunity to wildly speculate. All yeah, the time. that's what <laughs> so, we. That's what we're here like, for, baby. Yeah, let's do it right now. And <laughs> yeah. then, like have everybody come after my head after a while. And everybody be like, <gasps> he's got the receipts for when he said this. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Like, just we'll get see, it out. But like, absolutely. Yeah. I like I like the thoughts, man. Yeah, this is the, sure. this is and this is one where I feel like it gives a lot of it gives a lot of fuel for that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because it's like because it's like one, we have this crazy cliffhanger situation at the very end where we literally have like all of the biggest people of interest in the arc in the same location besides Megumi, with, right, who yeah. we can assume is on the way to this situation since they are currently looking for Yuji. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like you, there's a ton to speculate on how that confrontation is going to go. There's a ton to like just the, the dialogue, like that one yeah. line of dialogue on like your father and the stitches, like the cursed mm -hmm. energy flow. Like even though the first like seven chapter or seven pages of this chapter are just like no dialogue and just action. When there is dialogue, no matter what, Gege gives us a lot to think about and talk about. Right. You know what I mean? And it's yep. just such a dense, such a dense manga. I want to talk a little a bit about like uh, Naoya's yeah, yeah. ability. Yeah, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, do so. So Naoya is Naobito's like son, right? right? Mm -hmm. Um, and Naobito we knew have known as like the fastest 
after Gojo, right? He's like super, super fast. And right. obviously, Naoya also very fast here. Mm -hmm. He says on page 17, shall I try upping my speed? I'm wondering, like, could he have a, like, not not necessarily More the friends. exact same ability as as Naobito, but yeah. really similar. Like so, when we were like thinking it earlier about how Naobito's ability works, we were wondering like, since it is video frames, mm -hmm. can he like fast forward himself? You know, like like hit the button on the remote that's like increase the speed of the recording. Yeah, maybe maybe Naoya has that part of the ability that we were speculating of. He doesn't have the frame oh. like capture thing, but maybe he has like a, just a speed boost. Something something about his ability makes him faster, obviously. Yeah. And they they comment, him, Yuji and Choso say, like, he's fast, but, you know, something's weird. Like, it's probably a curse technique. Like, what what, what do y'all think about, like, uh, what his ability might be? I saw somebody, I saw somebody say um, that, like, Naobito has 24 frames. Mm -hmm. And that, like, Naoya could have 60. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Like, more? Yeah, more is, is something that I heard. But I don't know if that would make him faster. If there's more frames, right? I assume it would make you faster. Would you? Would but... It make, but if it makes you faster, then like, why is Nalbito the number, the fastest sorcerer, not right? Now? So yeah. maybe he has less unless, frames. Unless this is a situation where, like, it's just an epithet, and there are people yeah. that are better than you, but like, he, that's just your title <laughs> right now. Especially until... if you're the head of the Zenin family, right? Exactly. You, you 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 can't be the sec like the third fastest after my son, who's not the head of the family, right? right like that would yeah, be yeah. like right. an insult to yourself almost, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so maybe this guy really is faster. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's very, it's very possible that he just didn't have that kind of a situation that would right. demand his top speed. But sure. also, yeah, like it would make sense, just like, oh, the head of the family who prides himself on speed isn't the fastest. Right. Mm. Right. But yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe we should just keep him the fastest until he dies yeah. or something. Mm -hmm, just, mm -hmm. just make sure Nalbito's, you know, happy here. <laughs> you know, yeah. in the in the Zenin household. But yeah, I have no idea, dude. Um, I, I mean, last week I was speculating that he was a Ten Shadow user as well as right. Megumi. You exactly. know, but, but now in this situation, it's like if. If he's yeah, it's it's feeling like he's just you know now now Beto Junior. You know what I mean? At least right now, you know which he literally is. But like also like inability too. You know what I mean? So it's like the the only other thing that I found was interesting about yeah. like what we're given of Naoya as he's acting in this chapter is on page fourteen. Mm -hmm. So this is just after he says like um, with regards to Megami, like I think I'm gonna have him die. I I preferred he probably wrote something first. Like I I don't give a shit about being the head of the Zedin family or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then like look at this bottom panel, where he yeah. he slips in through Yuji and and Choso. And you can see but look the trail. At, look at the that trail. Yeah. That trail is like curved. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it isn't like he jumped like straight in a direction. You know what sure. I mean? It's like he slid in all smooth. Like, I, yeah. Maybe might be nothing. Yeah. Might be very important to his ability. Hard for me to say. Yeah, that's a good. Um, yeah. That's a good spot, though. I didn't notice that trail mm -hmm. leading up to the Kana uh, right. before when I, I first when I first read the chapter. I don't think it would be a detail that was just thrown in for the sake of just being a random detail. Yeah. Right. I think you're right that that has got to have some kind of indication for that. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, this could be this could be very on the nose. But his ability may be something snake-like, mm. um, since with a lot of people, your cursed abilities and whatnot um, are manifestations of your personality, your history, stuff like that. Sure. So, like, especially since he wants, or 
all this time he's kind of wanted to bite the head of the snake that was at the top mm. and become the new head. Sure. Maybe it is some kind of snake-like ability and like sure Ah, okay okay i i have something that might fit in here okay so i was just watching the new episode of the anime right and um i was reminded in that episode that um megumi's like the 10 the 10 shadows ability right if one of your um shikigami dies Mm -hmm. the power of that shikigami is transferred spread across all the other remaining alive ones right Mm -hmm. so what if naoya does have the 10 shadows ability and the only remaining Shikigami has left is the snake. And it's oh. super powerful because it's been beefed up by the deaths of the other nine, because oh, he obviously wow. did not get a tenth. Yeah. And then so he's like a super powered snake one. So he has like snake punches. He definitely seems to be have some yeah. good hand to hand, like wah, you know, yeah. like uh... <laughs> yeah. what if there's a next That's step cool. to that? Yeah. Where like he was one of them, but instead of letting, you know, one of his shadows inherit those abilities. Mm-hmm he consumed or absorbed that shadow to give him those abilities oh I mean, like, by all means like i mean that being said like we're a lot of the thinking that we have so far is that like everybody's abilities are going to be very similar to one another right um, right even though like abilities so far have been all over the place like just mm-hmm. because you're zenin doesn't mean that you necessarily have the same abilities as everybody else right mm-hmm. i mean like uh, obviously, the sisters are a good example of that. Right. Um, with like bullet creation by Mai, obviously right. is not the same thing as, as frames like, ten or shadows ten shadows. Or... Yeah, right, right, right. So, yeah. who plus knows? we get that dialogue from like chapter like um, I think we referenced it last week with chapter one thirteen. I think is what it was with the conversation with um, Toji and Nalbito. The flashback. Mm-hmm. He's like. All right, so I'm, I want eight thousand if he gets an inherited technique, seven thousand if he doesn't get one, and then now Beto's like, I'll give you ten thousand if it's an inherited technique. You know what I mean? So right, that right. Plays right into yep. what you're talking about right now, Axel, about how it could literally be anything. Yeah. But yeah. they're hoping for an inherited technique. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Either way, it's something powerful. Yeah. For obviously, sure, for sure. anyone that is, you know, well. At least as we've seen so far in the Zenin family, which is an unfortunate thing, it seems like the males are more are inheriting more of the stronger abilities, or at least mm-hmm. able to bring out those stronger abilities compared mm-hmm. to the women. Yeah. Um, sure. So, like, I mean, regardless, the three guys that we saw like convening together with the will, they've got to have strong abilities. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm very curious to see how closely they are related to Naobito if they are. Uh, it is still a very distinct possibility, um, especially since, you know, sometimes when you idolize somebody, like, you create, or, like, abilities, personalities, or something to try and copy, if not better yourself over that person that you're trying to copy. So, mm-hmm. it could be anything. I yeah. mean, right. and, and that's that's the beauty of Jujutsu Kaisen. Is yeah. Like, like, anybody can have any ability like regardless of how strange or off the wall it might be yeah i think especially as we find out more of these heads of families and whatnot we're gonna see some crazy stuff and i am i am all for that ride hell yeah hell yeah yeah playing back into your um your comment that you just made about how you know anything can can happen in jujutsu kaisen i think I think that's definitely true, but what I what I respect about Jujutsu Kaisen so much is that it can fly off the rails quickly, 
you know what I mean? But then mm-hmm. once everything is explained, it all fits into that, you know, cohesive mm-hmm. continuity that Gege has been yes. laying out. So I think about that, you know, a lot, actually, you know, and when you compare it to something like Hunter Hunter, where you have this energy system that is, you know, all exposition dumped on you and then rehashed over and over and over again to make sure you get it, then us as the audience can look at that information and speculate what abilities can look like. In Jujutsu Kaisen, you kind of have to wait to see what the abilities are. And then once you get the explanation for them, you find out they all fit into that, you know, into that, into that mold of, of cursed energy as a system that's been explained to us. But yeah. like, I think I prefer it. I almost prefer it this way better because then some wild new ability will pop up out of nowhere. I'll be like, how does that make sense? Right, you right. know what I mean? And then it does. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, this is cool. You know what I mean? Like, I like, I like having my references to be like, okay, yeah, this checks out based on my understanding here but at the same mm-hmm. time i like that mystery and that uncertainty no especially knowing that the author cares so much about continuity that it will make sense even if i have no idea how to fathom it right now you know it sounds I mean? like another great series that i really enjoy and yeah like, cough cough undead unluck what yeah yes. oh, talking the... about Jujutsu yeah. oh, sorry <laughs> but no push the push the agenda on this show as much as as much as i feel like we don't as much as we should talk, bring up how great undead unluck is on this show yeah i feel like there could be um, more references there but absolutely yeah. um yeah. the the last thing i wanted to mention in this chapter was just yeah. this last um this last two pages right where we have this battle going on between a special grade one sorcerer, Naoya, mm-hmm. and obviously Yuji and Choso, and all three of them, including Naoya, are yeah. like, oh shit, like yeah. some something, someone is here, you know? Yeah. And like y- Yuji saying like, oh, is this Gojo? Yeah, like, dude, that's crazy. No, it's something creepier. Yeah. Like, like, what? Yo, yeah. like, yeah. ooh. I, it did a very good job for me personally to like uh, reinforce that Utah is like kind of creepy, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, yeah, like absolutely. intensely yeah. powerful, but creepy powerful. Yeah, powerful, some, creepy. I don't know. Some, like, something going yeah. on with Buddy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. But this is yeah. this is wild. And then he says, "Hmm, you're not alone." But he doesn't seem to be bothered at all. It's like I'll just no. kill, I'll just kill all of you then. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm just here for Yuji. But I mean, like, <sighs> yeah, dude, I can't wait. But I think I'm good on Jujutsu this week, unless you guys had more. I've got one thing left. Oh, sure. What do you got, so... Axel? All right, so uh, I never got to make a video on this. Okay. This is my own fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not making videos, I have a long history of that. So yeah. I need to stop making promises that I can't keep. Yeah. But based on the fact that we're seeing Yuta so early and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, based on all the stuff that we got at the end of the last arc, um, one of the predictions that I wanted to make for the arc as a whole, especially because Gigi is making so many references to past series and whatnot, I am still of the mindset that the current arc that we're going to be in is going to be a mix of the Chapter Black arc from mm. Yu Yu Hakusho mm-hmm. and the Soul Society arc from Bleach. Oh wow! Mm. And I'm 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 feeling that more and more as like time goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously like Yuji's head isn't the only one that's on the line right now. Like the principal has also been marked for death. Yeah. Um, sure. Gojo, like whether he's found or not, is kind of like we're gonna kill him if we can. Yeah. Um, but like. I'm really interested to see, like, if if we're seeing more similarities with these. Obviously, we haven't seen any of the people yet that were affected by um, Ghetto Noritoshikamo, his uh, manipulation that he did. Right. Um, 
So we haven't seen anybody like that, which we'll probably see more of that as the series goes on. Yeah. Maybe Yuta being there as early as he is, he's just like, hey, I'm actually on your side, and right. these are some people you'll meet. Yeah. Or we'll have another third party kind of swoop in and get Yuji and Choso out of there. That's probably how this gets probably interrupted, that. is by like yes. some of those kind of people that Geto set up in his plan interrupting the fight in some kind of way. Yeah, I don't know. Right. But I'm thinking that overall, we're definitely going to be seeing similarities to the Chapter Black arc and the Soul Society arc combined. I really do think that we're going to be seeing more of an exploration of the three families. Yeah. And like the Jujutsu, like hierarchy as a whole mm -hmm. which ties into that whole you know soul society arc of like rukia being marked for death yeah um but again the the fact that the end of the last arc was just like all these people have been affected just like the chapter black arc i'm thinking we're gonna see stuff like that so yeah that's whether really we cool see thought. like more parallels to that or not i mean akutami has been doing a lot that yeah. has mm -hmm. been you know like significant like marking stuff from like hunter hunter or yu yu Hakusho or bleach mm -hmm. or the fact that there was a freaking junji ito uzumaki reference yeah, which dude. is freaking fantastic Love as that. a junji ito fan myself like, yeah. like anything is possible anything could be a callback uh anything could surpass what we've seen in the past mm -hmm. but like I, I feel like that's kind of the mood that we're going to be having for this arc. I could be entirely wrong. Again, mm -hmm. the fact that we have Naoya and Yuta appearing, like, what, four chapters into this arc already? Right. Like, yeah. against Yuji? Yeah. Anything could happen. Yeah. Anything. Any, literally we anything. We don't know. Yeah. So A lot of people I'm think that Sakuna is about ride. to, like, you know, because uh, people obviously think that Yuji is no chance for Yuta. So, I mean, if it comes down to it, and this is a true 1v1 of Yuji versus Yuta, a lot of people think that it's going to actually be Sukuna doing, you know, kind of kind of doing his thing, if that if that, if that means anything to an you guys. It's an easy guess. You know I mean? It's certainly yeah. an easy guess. Like, yeah. oh, like the powerful thing that Yuji has inside him might come out to help or whatever, yeah. right? And we, yeah. we always say, like, I'd rather it not, right? Right, like, right, I, right. Sukuna just did yeah. so much. You know what I mean? And Gege doesn't like to use Sukuna all that much you know what i mean right. like, like like we can count okay let's go when they in like chapter nine when they're when they're when they fought that first special grade yuji loses the hand some of his mm -hmm. fingers sakuna comes out deals mm -hmm. with it after that he didn't come back until shibuya incident you know what i mean it, in between then he kind of like attacked mahito a little bit when he tried him but other than yeah. that sakuna does not get used like that i doubt gege will use sakuna again so soon after him right. having such a huge spotlight in Shibuya. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. But especially since we've been highlighting how much Yuji has grown. Mm -hmm. Like it'd be really weird to be like, all right, we're gonna show some of the like the fruits of his labor have essentially amounted to nothing. Yeah. Right. Right. Utah. Yeah. So like it'd be really weird to see him do that. Like yeah. the fact that the fact that Yuji is already identifying that this aura is like Gojo's, but creepier. Sakuna is yeah. smart. Like, he's not the type that's going to, like, fight a battle that he can't win yeah. or one that's going to cost him for mm -hmm. whatever reason. Right. Uh, so, like, by all means, if Yuji is already sensing this, you would know that Sukuna's already sensing Yeah, this. I'm surprised right. that we didn't get a reaction of Sakuna when this aura proc can only fit so much into the chapter it's now. True. <laughs> it's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. So, you know. I, we'll, we'll see. But, like... Right. 
I don't think he's going to make that appearance yet. I think we're, I think it's more likely that we're going to see a third party swoop in or do something that breaks up the fight mm -hmm. before we see Sukuna coming. So right. it's just a matter of who that third party is. Because, right. again, we don't know how much time has passed. We don't know who's awakened to what abilities. We don't know where anyone is right. other mm -hmm. than, you know, the Brocon that's out of the country completely. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know... Like anything could happen. Yeah. But I think like we've we've mentioned, I don't think Sakuna's gonna show his face at, at least the outward face mm. right away. Yeah. We might yeah, yeah, see yeah. a Yuji Sakuna internal thing. Yes. Maybe, if anything. But we're not gonna see Sakuna come to the surface. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Yeah, I, it's, it's I've right. speculated a lot already. Yeah. So I'm fine with being wrong about yeah. whatever. But... I like that though, right. Axel. I like that idea that the next time, like, because it's been a while since Yuji and Sukuna have like talked with each other like directly yeah. in a scene yeah. like that. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. pretty sure the last time was when Yuji literally died. And I don't know if that is what has to happen in order for them to communicate with each other, you know, in that way. But I think that, I think that we're. Yeah. I think that that's like necessary. I think that I think yeah. we need a scene where Yuji and Sukuna are having a conversation in that in that area. Like, bro, do not Shibuya, go away. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> like what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but all right, um, good shit. Great conversation, you guys. Okay, getting into Doctor Stone, chapter one hundred and eighty-six. To each their own blade. How do we feel? Yo, this cover. This cover is fucking that color great. Right. Wow, look at Stanley, oh. swole. This is the most masculine I feel like I've seen Stanley the entire series. Yeah. Like, like uh, something about, not not commenting even on the obviously hugely muscled, chiseled body, right? Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. the face. The face here actually looks more masculine. Maybe it's the angle up. Yeah. But like, I, I've always, or maybe like it's the the color on the lips where like in the in the manga, uh, in the it's black and white. Like, I don't know. It feels a little bit more like lipstick. Right, Ish, like yeah. Stanley just looks so beautiful, like that yeah. the hottest girl in town or something. I don't know, like, like <laughs> yeah. so, so, like seeing him here, it's like okay, whoo, like he's looking very, uh, very masculine here. Yes, they needed to distinguish his masculinity from his female double, who right. was, you know, in the like the weird, like, like crooked, like butt pose thing. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Last so, like, chapter, they, they, yeah, they're like, all that right, we have played. to make sure that yeah. Stanley looks like really tough and masculine. So, like, yeah, yeah, him, yeah. Let's put him next to Kinro and like, and let's make sure his shirt's <laughs> off too, so you can, you know, yeah. But give him like the little chibi Zeno on the necklace, just to <laughs> yeah, make yeah, sure, yeah. Like, That's so just cute. Just to make it known that he loves his head scientist very much. <laughs> Dude, I, this chapter, chapter was so high octane. I feel so like, action packed. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like it's been a while since I've really felt um, action like this in Doctor Stone, even yeah. when other action that is going on. Yeah, sense of danger. Yeah, the sense mm -hmm. of danger. There it is. Axel. Mm -hmm. good, mm -hmm. Yeah, good shit. Yeah. But yeah, man, <laughs> look at this. Look at this panel of all the barrels in Suika's face. I was like, <gasps> no, on page uh, the top of page like five. five. Yeah. yeah, I was like, get those away from her. Right this instance. Best girl, the, man. The, the, big, the big thing for me in this chapter is, is Francois. Francois, yeah, MVP, Francois like, crazy. incredible performance here, right? Yeah. Like, like yeah. negotiation skills, um, on the spot, like, quick, good, believable lies, yes. quick thinking, strategy with the radio, like, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna, like, you know, call over to the to the homies to tell them, like, where we're at or whatever, and yeah. already having a lie in place to to explain that away. 
um, dexterity throwing the knife, like yes. everything she's done in this chapter. is like, holy shit, dude. What like, a damn. champion. I love her dialogue here where she talks about like, she's acknowledging her weaknesses in a very mm -hmm. short amount of time going, okay, I'm not a fighter. I have this knife. This is all I have. What can I do with what I have right now? And her thought process throughout the entirety of the decisions made in this chapter have just been mind-blowing and it's like i've yeah. been waiting for francois to activate the half of me thought that she would just be rele relegated to the butler character that we've seen yep. and should yep. only be there for reuse kind of information or whatever kind of things that we can expect her to know but seeing this was like oh my god like like where where has this francois been for real <laughs> yeah our our favorite androgynous butler uh, yes. yes continuing to do work which i i still find it absolutely interesting that we still don't know francois's gender and it, it, yeah it's it's funny that like even the two of you both use different pronouns for like discussing francois like yeah i, I love francois like just in general because yes. francois right. is the butler that can do anything except for yeah. fight which francois francois acknowledges so it's just like all right what can i do instead mm -hmm. so the fact that francois is planning all of things and obviously we already mentioned the knife throw but yeah. specifically the fact that francois threw it in a way that resonated with masukaze because mm -hmm. of masukaze's history with yep. reacting to things that are thrown into the air with the medusa and whatnot like yeah, yeah. francois is freaking amazing yes. yeah like best butler still one of my favorite characters yeah. in general like i love francois and i feel really bad for the anime only people that probably will not be seeing francois at the end of this season of dr stone right since it's only like 11 episodes so we're probably not even gonna see ryusui which is also oh, yeah. a big shame mm -hmm. <laughs> right but like I, I love francois i love like, francois. francois is just so good and yeah, i love like, how reach wrote... like, oh yeah keep going the fact that like we're already thinking like uh oh like from the last chapter that they have been noticed because suika mm -hmm. is such a kind-hearted girl it was just mm -hmm. like i can't let this girl die right uh like you're not necessarily expecting a whole lot for like who is going to like actually be able to do anything against these guys the fact right. that they also brought um ginro and matsukaze with them rather yep. than leaving them on the boat which it's they probably want to trade a hostage. hostage yeah they want to trade hostages with them well yeah. if even like i don't even know necessarily that they're going to offer to trade hostages it's more of one of those things of we have your friends yeah right. so you're not going to do anything or we're going to kill sure sure friends. yeah right so, like, and even if even if they yeah. didn't even if they weren't planning a hostage trade just having them yep. there in case the situation does develop in that way is right. is just showing the strategic prowess from yes. you know from the stanley team and and this kind of goes back into our, our conversation about francois because like as i'm looking at this chapter i'm thinking it, this focus on francois really made me think about the roles of everyone else on the team you know what i mean and and Riichiro is very clearly trying to establish this team as you know a tried and true shonen team where everyone has a, spe a special ability that no one else can make up for you know mm -hmm, what i mean yep. so when you're examining francois and from what i remember of francois what have we seen from her so far she's basically just like the interpreter for ryusui's macho you know outbursts you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. is is essentially what 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 they've been you know up until now but getting this spotlight on francois shows that they're hardcore on the strategy side of things you know what mm -hmm. i mean and when you yeah. when you think of the team right now it's like who is their strategist senku 
you know what I mean? But but he's the, you know, scientist answer. He basically makes up for until another member of the team shows up, Senku plays that role. Sure, you know sure. what I mean? Until yep. because he's so versatile and, and well-rounded. But for seeing Francois here with this with this highlight makes me think like, okay, maybe this is Francois's actual role is like dictating strategic tactical points of you know and decision making you know what right. i mean yeah. and you, maybe you this say, is the scene that like puts her into that mode permanently after this you know what I right mean? Yeah. You, you could say it's planning right yeah, like planning, a butler yeah. plans meals plans schedules plans yeah. routes driving plans you know all this like banquets you know that kind of stuff yes. right so like the planning yeah. usually in a very mundane day-to-day -day sense but Francois is able to apply it at a in a in a battle sense, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, like what wow, are we gonna do to plan so shit out? Cool. And that and that plays into because obviously butlers have to think for themselves and yes. uh, their their master, you know what I mean? Yeah. So they're yeah. constantly ha they're overthinkers by nature, probably. Yeah, exactly. And they have to since they have to think, you know, for so many people at once, it makes sense that I don't know what relationship um, you know, Francois and Matsukaze had before this, if any. I don't think that they've ever actually really been shown chilling like that you know what i mean right but, but to be this... fair yeah i mean yeah. like they also were like hey you're on a boat from japan to california like yeah. and over a, what was it, a month and a half had passed between right. doing it so it's like yeah it's not out of the realm of possibility that they've had like, a conversation hey let's have a speed meet with everybody that's on the boat but if they didn't though considering yeah, yeah if they if they didn't have any kind of off-screen time together where they would have a conversation that would lead francois to know that she needs to throw this knife this way you know yeah. what i mean then this plays more into what we're talking about hyping up francois tactical capabilities in regard to how well you know she thinks of others you know and how mm -hmm. much yeah. she has to think of others to the point where she can think of matsukaze and go okay based on the information we know we got him from this arc these are the kinds of things he had to deal with and i can just mm -hmm. see her like just being like okay well boom and just throwing and being like i can see him based on what i know about him dealing with this knife throw in the appropriate way and mm -hmm. that yeah. just does even more for her character if that's the case yeah. you know what i mean and i've got two things two other things to say on that point yeah like uh, in my, I've got this little headcanon going on right now since we had that whole chapter dedicated to everyone having fizzy drinks made for them. <laughs> yeah. I'm just picturing in my head, like, this one night where, like, at Bar Francois where Matsukaze is just hunched over with a drink on the counter and, like, Francois is, like, just, like, cleaning a glass and just like, so tell me about yourself, stranger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how we get, like, this moment where, like, Matsukaze and uh, Francois get that together right um but i think it, it 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 needs to be said that you have to consider that francois is an amazing butler and francois needs to be an amazing butler when you consider who they're a butler for right, right. A butler for ryusui yeah and ryusui is a man of everything mm -hmm. he's yeah. a man that wants what he wants he's a man that does what he wants and he'll do anything in his power uh and financial power to do it yeah. and francois is the one more often than not that would have to do all the logistical kind of things in exactly. order to make all those kinds of things work right so the the fact that above all else ryusui was just like the person that we need to reincarnate or not reincarnate oh my this isn't an isekai <laughs> yeah <laughs> petrify i mean it's practically an isekai at this yeah, point. yeah, yeah. yeah. 
the person that we need to depetrifize Francois, like, mm-hmm. I guarantee you there are certain things that wouldn't have gone off without a hitch uh, in the same way that we've seen if it wasn't for, for Francois. Absolutely. I think there's a lot more even behind the scenes that mm-hmm. we really don't know. Right. That right. Francois is the one that is facilitating these things and making things work. That's just how integral uh, Francois is. Um but yeah, and I do love the comments of how, like, you know, like as a team, everyone has their uh, the things that make them shine and whatnot, which mm-hmm. has always been an Inigaki thing. Obviously, he also wrote Ice Shield 21, mm-hmm. and obviously, everyone had roles that they had to fulfill or like things that they evolved into or whatnot. So mm-hmm. it's it just makes sense that like now yeah. he would apply that in dr stone and he does it really well really well really well well for sure inside of dr stone and let's talk about ginro man because this double spread of of ginro on eight and nine after matsukazi makes the decision to free ginro Mm -hmm. um yep it's massive this is huge for ginro's character you know what i mean and i love the paneling the way that the paneling tells this this story of this double spread is just like beautiful and and Dr. Stone has always been a manga where I have thought, okay, you have Boichi here. That's great that you have Boichi here. You have this incredible artist telling this story, but like maybe you have too much content for Boichi's art to fit inside of your limits each week. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of times where it seems like it's like, you know, just the exact same panel dimensions repeated over and over again to make sure that you get all of the character interactions and dialogue that you need for a chapter inside of a series like Dr. Stone that's very exposition heavy, it's like, where's the room for all of the art? You know what I mean? But the times where Boichi and Riichiro really get it together like this right here, and it's like, and and it plays off of that criticism that I just had, where there's a lot on this, in this Mm -hmm. double spread. There's a lot of panels, there's a lot of information, a lot of moving parts to it, but it feels so fluid this time. You know what I mean? The the internal struggle uh, of Ginro in the in this double spread is so beautifully executed because you can you can imagine Ginro doing this right like being like I don't want to fight against people with guns I'm a coward but then like but being like then seeing Suika with the guns pointed at her and being like no like yeah. I have to I have to do this and also I'm actually pretty strong right and yeah. when he's like when he's like do 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 I'm actually pretty fucking strong and then going into this double spread of Stanley just obliterating him with the gun but only <laughs> yeah. shooting the only shooting the wood thing yeah. I, I was so afraid for like one or like for like five seconds like mm-hmm. did Ginro just get obliterated like killed like yeah. super killed <laughs> yeah Again. I was so wow. worried for a moment as well I mean I really focused on the double spread and I was like okay no yep. Stanley just destroyed his like bow staff situation or whatever Mm -hmm. you know and then we get this amazing analysis from francois again about how wait a minute do 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 they're soldiers not murderers and it's like wait because riichiro definitely established that they are soldiers first you know like we've gotten this dialogue over the course of the last couple chapters they keep saying stanley's a soldier stanley's these people are soldiers you know what i mean but it doesn't it doesn't make us think like francois because we've Mm -hmm. seen stanley in such ruthless moments that kind of contradict this way of thinking until it's fully fleshed Mm -hmm. out and you get all of francois's points of wait a minute 
boom, 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 boom. No, this is actually I, they're 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 following the protocol of war. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. I I would I would even say that like very very good thinking i guess quick thinking from francois here i would say this is like a very risky gamble you know what i mean yes. like i think there's a lot of soldiers alive like right now in mm -hmm. present day you know united states for example that like wouldn't give two fucks about these people you know what i mean like right. like in, in these circumstances when it's like a thousands of years after society's crumbled and like you're like literally yeah. trying to like do whatever is necessary to ensure the safety of humanity or whatever like right. from your perspective it seems like a risky gamble to bank on soldiers obeying rules of war from countries that have been gone for thousands right. of years you know what i mean right. but at the same time like i think this is actually a very interesting um storytelling device because mm -hmm. this will let the soldiers integrate into the kingdom of science right, right. you can't have people that are cold-blooded killers will, will have no reason they're just going to kill whoever it takes to get um Zeno in in charge right yeah. like if Zeno um told them to stand down they would stand down and yeah. if Zeno and Senku teamed up and like made a joint kingdom of science to like go to the moon or whatever they would be completely order bound to be good right like so then and it's boom. not weird it, it doesn't yeah it, it's it not doesn't weird. seem out of character because of this sudden, chapter yeah that all yeah it doesn't seem out of character that suddenly all these cold-blooded killers are just like on the team of science but when you right. add the stipulation that they're literally just following orders and that's exactly that, then that makes it feel better you know what i mean mm -hmm. and i think that mm -hmm. this scene with with francois saying you know they're soldiers i don't think it's you know they're soldiers and the fact that their soldiers were going to bank this this risk on that mm -hmm. it's the fact that they're these kind of soldiers based sure. on the history of examples sure. of them sure. showing that they're these kind of soldiers you know what i mean they're, yeah they're the kind of soldiers that won't blow our brains out arbitrarily <laughs> you know what i mean otherwise but, they already would have and, yeah. and so on yeah, yeah, yeah. good exactly. good point good point yeah for sure but um yeah axel how do you feel about this this last scene with francois <laughs> we, we jumped on this there yeah. were so many points that we just had. And sorry, okay, so I gotta, I gotta. Oh, oh yeah, go, go back point. to yeah, go back to wherever. Yeah, yeah gotta yeah. go point to point here. So, yeah. um, I love Ginro's character growth mm -hmm. because Ginro's character growth isn't just some you know just constant thing. Like mm -hmm. it's very like staggered. Like, and there are moments where there are like are, there are peaks and valleys. Uh, just like the GameStop stock. Um, but you know, uh, <laughs> GME. Yeah. Um, but like. It's one of those things where he always has those moments where, like, he's able to overcome certain things. Right. Um, and I think one of those things that we need to remember is the fact that, like, Ginro already almost died. Right. When they were on Treasure Island, he was about to die. Yes. If it wasn't for the fact that, um, what's her face? Uh, why am I blanking on Kohaku? her name? Yes, Kohaku. Mm thought in the moment, uh, like, oh, we'll petrify ourselves, and then we'll get depetrified later, and we'll be healed. So, like, he already had that moment where he was going to die. Mm -hmm. Like, he doesn't want to die. He doesn't want to feel those things again. Mm -hmm. But the last person that he wants to feel that in this moment is Suika. And so, sure. in that moment, yeah. he's able to overcome these things. Mm -hmm. He's quickly defeated. Right, right, yes. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like, oh, oh no, guns. <laughs> yeah. We still got that great character moment for yeah. him, you know? Yes, and, and I that's, think, that's I, what's important. I think yeah. what slaps so hard with Ginro's character when you, because obviously his archetype is very Zenitsu Usopp you know, um, yep. familiar mm -hmm. in that in yeah. that regard yes. of, of kind of being the timid, shy, coward kind of character um, when, yep. when, when, when it matters in these kind of situations. But yep. like, 
I think what's cool about Ginro as opposed to like an Usopp, Usopp, when we first were introduced to him, like we kind of got that shitty coward liar vibe like right away, even before he mm -hmm. kind of like started lying. Whereas like with Ginro, he was introduced as a fighter. You know what I mean? He's introduced right next to Kinro in a very confident stance, and they look like the, the the bodyguards of the area. Like, like you probably don't want to fuck with them unless you come correct. You know what I mean? We then find out later that they're not as much of fighters as they were originally, you know, shown as. But we still got him in a very confident light first. So then, mm -hmm. once we get more development of his character and find out he's a wuss, then all of a sudden these these moments that pop up where he wants to run away, you know, while his friends, you know, get sacrificed themselves and things like that. All of those internal moments where he says, yeah, I'll just abandon my friends or I don't want to fight. I'm going to run and I'm going to do that. We expect that because we know he's the coward character. But when he kind of like snaps out of it and comes back into his own and does the thing, I feel like that moment is a lot more hype because we have that initial characterization to reference back to with Usopp. You yeah. have to write it a little bit caref more carefully because if Usopp is a coward the whole time and all of a sudden just says, fuck it, I'm I'm not scared anymore, then it I feel like it's not you can't as successfully just do that because Usopp has always been known as a coward, introduced yeah. all right. throughout his initial characterization, all throughout his development, inside of his progression that we've seen, cowardice is still very much there first. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? But with Ginro, it feels a little bit more secondary. So that mm -hmm. when he does get back into these confident moments it makes sense while also being hype. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, now, on the the subject of the soldiers, mm -hmm. um, so that's another thing where there are a lot of uh, bits and pieces with that. Um, obviously, at the beginning of this chapter, uh, when they find them, they say freeze, mm -hmm. which is interesting because that is part of the plot where it's just like um, the... Uh, with Ginro and Suika and Matsukaze, they don't know what freeze means yeah like right. it's an english term like they don't re realize that means halt and francois is just like they don't realize what's going on right um so like right off the bat they don't they're not going in guns ablaze like they're going to shoot everybody mm -hmm. um which has always kind of been a thing that's never really been a thing where they're just jumping in to like kill people you right. could yeah. argue that a little bit when stanley first encountered them with the plane like a little yeah. bit but yeah. even then after that the only person that they were ever truly targeting to kill was senku right there was never that order to kill other people um, yeah even when they which... shot even when stanley shot uh shishio and uh the other dude he only aimed yep. for their shoulders. Shoulder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So it was never like a, like a shot to kill kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Which in that regard, they also had Zeno as a hostage. So it's sure. just like, well, if you kill them, what's to prevent us from killing them? That right. kind of thing. But right. um, there's been a lot of stuff that's already been established where like the fact that like they're finally seeing people for the first time that aren't from, like let alone the, the fact that they're not from america mm -hmm. there's a lot of value in keeping them alive mm -hmm. like right. just killing these people like by all means kill senku because like he seems to be in control so if you kill him everyone will kind of like fall in line yeah but like don't kill the other civilians mm -hmm. one because they're military and really the top of the military but two because again they are other people right they are a resource mm -hmm. that you don't want to kill at this that point too they didn't know that there was a revival formula to right. like get other people going uh another thing to mention too is the fact that there is already that working relationship to create corn city 
The fact that we do have, you know, some of Stanley's military people and some of uh, Senku's group working together, although also working apart to get, you know, the leg up on each other. Mm -hmm. The fact of the matter is they're all being kept alive, again, because they're a valuable Mm -hmm. resource. They've got that uh, pack that they're going with. Like, at the end of the day, they're not going to kill people. Like, even then, like, when Ginro got out the spear... They expertly used the guns to disarm him mm-hmm. rather than actually injure him. Right. Like it, it's, it's part of the thing that, like, they're trained. Like, they are trained really, really well. Yeah. yeah, 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 um, yeah. But, like, even then, like, in terms of, like, modern soldier standards mm-hmm. today, that is a big thing where it's just, like, it's one of those things where you have to have restraint first. They're not just going in guns ablaze. Unless it is the specific mission to go in guns yes. ablaze and right, right. take people down. So. Yeah, I, I love I love your core and city point. Like that they mm-hmm. that the teams already kind of work together already, and we've established yes. that there there is a lot of rule following on um, Zeno's side. So mm-hmm. they're not they're not going to be right. so chaotic and like murderous. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah, Zeno may be evil ish, but <laughs> they're not killing people that aren't a threat, especially yeah. if they can prove to value in the long run yeah mm-hmm. uh, and like that's even like even now they were kind of left to their own device well somewhat left to their own devices where they were allowed to revive our watchmaker uh, and his boss in order to you know analyze the medusa so like yeah. again mm-hmm. they're despite the fact that like they're both working against each other they're also working together at the same time so there's that interesting dichotomy going yeah. The sure. only one at this point that they need to kill is Senku. Mm-hmm. That's the only one. Anyone else at this point, if they're a, I'm a civilian, yeah, they're not going to be targeted. Because they don't need to be. Mm-hmm. Unless they are going in to kill them themselves, which yeah. none of them have been at this point. Everybody at this point has been, you know offensive but not going in for the kill right which right. is impressive considering how many people we have now on <laughs> yeah. team senku that are killers so yeah. just like, eh. so <laughs> th- that restraint has been interesting so far and mm-hmm. it- it's something that we're gonna continue to see on both sides unless someone goes in for the kill but i don't necessarily see that happening Me at neither. this point yeah I, can, I, happen, I agree with you but like just given what we've been seeing and how no one really necessarily dies yeah. for the most part, like mm-hmm. I, I don't see anybody getting killed right now. Yeah, so. me neither. I don't think for anybody sure. will die the rest of this story. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I wouldn't count that. Because I mean, I think we'll still see some people die. Senku because... wants to save everybody. He says right. he says every single person is getting saved. So sure, that obviously means that you want to revive everybody and people who die in combat probably aren't, you know, included in that. But I for some reason my outlook on this is just like that is the truth of the series. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Senku saying no one dies is going is is how it's going to end. You know what I mean? But that would make the weight of a death that much more impactful. Absolutely. Yeah. The for fact sure. that you one death, save sure. yeah. the one person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. saying it will. Right. Who would that right. person be? Like, who would that person be, though? Because I mean, if you think, if you look at like the people, who Taiju already, or Chrome. Yeah, I don't or... think Taiju would die. Yeah, I... <laughs> I can't see any of these characters dying for like any real reason. You know what I right. mean? Right. 
Right. Other than to have a death before the end of the series. I mean, obviously, Riichiro will just write that circumstance and it'll make more sense once we get there. Yeah. But as exactly. of right now, I cannot see anyone dying for any reason. Like, this is probably the biggest threat. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. We never know about Y-Man and the Moon, but like, I don't know. I would want to assume that this is probably the most dire you know, opponent that they've had or that they will have that's trying this hard to kill them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, mm -hmm. when else will they, will someone die is my question, I guess. But yeah. very true. Yeah. But, um, you never know. But, um, I think that's all I had on Dr. Stone though. Yeah. Same. Are we good on Dr. Stone? Yeah, I think we're good. All right, cool. Great combo. You guys. All right. Mashal magic and muscles chapter 51 mash burn dead. And the Shattered Crystal. How do we feel? Pretty funny chapter. This was Great. such a funny so chapter. Good. Funnier than I feel like I I feel like I laugh more at this chapter than I usually do at Mashal. Um, and I it's first just... out loud at the coma comments. Yeah. I, I, I laughed so hard. Yeah, and I think it's so funny how, like, coming out of the last chapter at the very end on that last page, you have Mash looking very high detail, very badass. Right. Like, yeah. I ain't never met nobody stronger than me. <laughs> and I was like, damn, Mash, okay. And then I start this chapter and it's like potato face mash. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Anyone stronger than me? And it's like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> it becomes a philosophical thing, but it's like, but what is strength? What is yeah. strength? I mean, I'm physically strong, <laughs> but what about other strength? It's it's it's, it's peak mashal. Yeah. The fact that I... like we go from that to immediately just picking off like in a like just stereotypical mash way. It's just yeah. like uh <laughs> i i really hope that like this this question mash is asking himself about like what is strength you know i really hope that he puts this question on the back burner and eventually like finds an answer that unlocks like a new potential oh, within himself you know what i mean like oh, this is strength you know what i mean like yeah. I, just just to tie a joke like into like a main like plot thread would be so sick oh my god in in and mash will be the one to do it like that yeah you know I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i would not put that past Mashal at all but the, what um... if, but what if mm -hmm. the the idea of strength only comes from Finn actually pulling things off against Carpaccio, and he's like, "Yo, that's strength." Yo, yo, ooh, ooh. yo, I that love feel that. So good. That would and, feel so good. And we've talked it. We've talked before, you know, on the show about like the possibility that Mash like legitimately has muscle related abilities or strength related abilities you know not necessarily muscle magic i think we may have brought that possibility up once before but mm -hmm. i mean like more more on the realistic side of things like because he says like hamstring hamstring magic mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. uh fucking, deltoid magic yeah tri 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 tricep magic. magic yeah yeah he says shit like that and we know that in the moment it's a joke and he's just saying that because he's like kind of like playing into the system of you know, everyone's, yeah, every, yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. says what kind of magic they have or whatever. So he's just playing into that joke. But we talked about the possibility that there could actually be something more there. You know what I mean? And if and if there is actually something more there in regard to MASH, which I personally don't necessarily think I subscribe too much to. But for the sake of argument, if it is like strength magic, you know what I mean? Obviously, we can assume that that is um, kind of isolated to the body. But I mean, like if it does get like if we're thinking like endgame EOS MASH, and strength magic and it is like strength magic is a thing suddenly in the series and like we think it's all muscle related but it's actually just like all kinds of strength you know what i mean it could play back into this line of dialogue eventually yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. In, a, in, a, yeah. in a situation like that but anyway moving into the, the real reality of the chapter um i like this new test 
yeah it's cool you know, this is cool as fuck and and the last one you know like kind of like was like a race scavenger hunt kind of situation this one seems more like a battle and we yeah. can, and i'm assuming that there's once you know the people who lose this heat you know are mm -hmm. eliminated and then we have like four left it'll go into a tried and true like tournament kind of situation it'll like one probably be down to six i think yeah. it's gonna yeah, be six. whichever one team gets eliminated first yep, yep. that's the one that's out so mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, if it's I only one, gonna... yeah, if only three go away and then we still have six and there could still be, did, did they say how many um, exams there would be? Do we remember uh, that? I don't think I remember I thought that. three, but I now I don't really, not, I'm not very confident on, on that. Yeah, okay, we okay. Well, well, if they just lose one team here and three people are gone, then there could be another exam before. But yep. I'm, I'm really thinking that this is going to end with 1v1 fighting. You know what I mean? You would That's think so. I mean, like, I definitely yeah. want 1v1s to happen. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of built. It wouldn't be a tournament arc if there wasn't 1v1 fighting. It's right. Yeah. Exactly. Point, yeah. What tournament arc doesn't have 1v1 fighting? Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, so these crystals, they're super fragile and you have to protect them. And when all of your crystals are gone, then you lose. And. This so is where, this is where I busted out laughing, bro. This for sure, and like I don't know about you, Knox, but like yeah. I was reading on a phone, right? I usually read on a phone, yeah, um, and not like on a web browser where you mm -hmm. see the double page mm -hmm. at, at yeah. all times, right? Yeah. So like on the phone, you get like the page with mash oh. dropping the crystal, yeah. and then you swipe, and then you get the page with dot <laughs> dropping the crystal, yeah. and I thought that was really like super super great execution but like seeing yeah. the double where you see them both i'm like i don't know if i would have laughed so hard if yeah. i didn't turn the page and yeah. see dot also yeah. dropping the crystal. yeah the page turn Absolutely. is what makes that hit so hard and i mm -hmm. i read it on pc but i have it set to where it's one page at a time on mm -hmm. biz mm -hmm. until i want it to be a double spread yeah, you know yeah. what i mean yep. so i'll yep. leave it on one page and then when when it's a double spread i'll switch it real quick so i can see the nice whole thing. nice and then i'll go back because i love I, I need the page turn, man. Like, that's like yep. my, that's my whole thing. Yeah. Vertical yeah. <laughs> phone reading supremacy. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But oh my God. Um, <laughs> I can't Axel. believe they dropped it. This is so good. Yeah, oh they my all... God. It's, 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 uh, it's, you know, it was going to happen. You know, you <laughs> yeah. knew at least MASH was going to do it. But the fact that Dot did it too, so yeah. I didn't realize it would be that slippery. It's yeah. Just, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just MASH and Dot just. Yeah. I didn't I, think about it. I didn't think either of them would drop. I was surprised by both drops. You know what I mean? And but then once they did, once the joke was done, I was like, well, mm -hmm. yeah. Like, you know right. what I mean? It was very yeah. obvious after the fact. But I was very surprised by <laughs> by this turn of events. Personally. I I want I want to believe this is my personal headcanon that like dot so dot interrupted the announcer right like oh this this description's so boring like i want to believe that like the the announcer was about to say also the gems are like slippery like ice you know what yeah. I mean? you know like, <laughs> like you're not gonna be able to hold on to them very easily and if he just waited he would have been told that because he says like yeah. oh, they should warn you about how slippery these are yeah that one yeah. panel where it was like well i was going to tell you but it, like right that would have been, been amazing would have just yeah. wow the funny factor would have would have skyrocketed in this chapter. Hey, lady, my buddy's in a coma because you're explaining things too hard. Make it simple. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't smash crystal. Don't yeah. smash crystal. And like, <laughs> it's interesting. Like, I think what's great about it, the fact mm -hmm. that both Mash and Dot smash like broke their crystals. Mash specifically, though, the fact that in that first challenge, his strength was obviously his biggest asset. Mm -hmm. But now with the second challenge, his strength was his biggest detriment yes. right out sure. of the gate. Like, yeah, because he probably just held great. it and just squeezed it too hard and just crushed yeah, it on accident. Yeah. Compared to Dot, it was just like... Oh, no, he said he dropped whoops. it. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, like, it was, it. Oh, it was slippery. So yeah. I, I think that was great. Um, I, this challenge as a whole is just... 
freaking funny because obviously like right after the whole crystal thing like gets finished they're like all right as long as we stick together we're fine and then they get transported in and they're oh all my god yes and then finn is just like why is this a team challenge he's so angry we're all separated yeah he's so Bugger all. yeah God, I feel so his funny. pain because, like, yeah. I, I would also question that. Like, why did you put us on teams if you're just gonna make right. us go in random places? Right, so especially after you just watched your two friends drop their crystals and you were yes. hoping that you could just be protected by them and be yeah. fine, which is yeah. what they literally just said. Don't worry, bro. We'll protect you. Whoosh! Right. You're all on opposite sides of the arena yep. now, and it's like, oh my god. I love how they all have different colored outfits for this. That's one yeah. thing that I thought was like really cool um also this carpaccio guy carpaccio. so so like i think that this character is very interesting mm -hmm. um i don't know why i want to believe that now that we see that he kind of has a stand <laughs> you know <laughs> what i mean he's not the first one yeah considering our, Ab Abel, our puppet Abel. guy yeah. yes he more or less had a stand too so it's kind yep. of interesting right. that like some of these stronger um magic users have kind of like a, a stand mm -hmm. like the headmaster too right right that like kind yeah. of like wench wench uh mm -hmm. press vice or whatever you call it like yeah. uh doll yep. thingy but see i had this idea you know for abel that like abel was like a puppet and that uh -huh. like you know then that like the, the baby doll or whatever that he carries was like actually abel you know what i mean and this <laughs> character seems very um his expression you know seems very blank you know what i mean like he's not really feeling too many things you know sure. what i mean and yeah, obviously yeah. we have this stand yeah. here his eyes look very vacant you know what i mean and i i first i don't know i just i want to bring back that the able theory and say that this dude is controlled by this thing but obviously it's just like magic so it's like you, you don't want to say that but like at the same time it's like i right. don't know but like this dude is so confusing to me because like the first time we saw him he used magic that like sliced that dude's forehead last chapter you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And then now we see him here and he has a knife in his arm. And then I don't know what he did with the knife, but all of a sudden the other dude was like bleeding or whatever. Right. You know what right. I mean? And it's, it seems like it's like damage redirection or something. Yeah. Either damage redirection or I have, I have, I have no idea, but I want to say that this like stand is responsible. You know what I mean? For what's going on. And maybe that's obvious, but it's so it's... hard for me to, think about what this dude's deal is yeah you know what i mean and whenever i just see like blank expression characters that whose whose emotions literally never change and then you find out they have a giant like able you know what i mean like i just want to assume that these guys are like that's this is just what we're seeing you know what i mean right, and that it's, right. it's more than that but i don't know um i don't know how to make that make sense but well keep yeah. in mind there are three levels of spells right mm -hmm. so it's very it's Probably that we've been seeing only first level spells so far, mm -hmm. and that his stand magic thing is a, a seconda uh, yeah. spell. Yeah. Yep. So it's. I'm interested by its design. Mm -hmm. The fact that it's a, like an angel nurse yeah. with yeah. syringes sticking, sticking out of the head. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, it was not what I was expecting to see out of this guy ah right. that's probably what? where that damage came from last week is like a scalpel or something from this nurse yeah yeah it's very i can possible. see that yeah so it's it's interesting to see like how that plays into his personality mm -hmm. since like obviously we haven't really seen much of a personality so far mm -hmm. but for 
almost everybody so far, their magic still plays into their personality. Mm -hmm. um, so what is it about this angel nurse and the syringes sticking out of her head? How does that tie into him? How does that tie into his backstory? Like, is he... And this is just theorizing here. Like, maybe he comes from a line of medical magical users. But, like, he's a douchebag. So, like, he still has, like, medical-based, like, magic, but sure. he's using it offensively rather sure. than in terms of, like, a medical sense. Okay, yeah. I have one. I have, I have to piggyback off of that. So, we, we've commented, talked several times about what does this um, line on Carpaccio's face mean, right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's kind of like a, a spiral, like a staff or something. What if it's bandages, Ooh. right? A, a rolled-up bandage behind him, the angel, oh. on her arms are bandages yeah like um, gauze like gauze so what if it's oh. what if it is like mm, uh, medic magic first aid magic i don't know something like like you know bandage magic maybe but then yeah. he can use it like for paper cuts or something or like yeah. I, I, I can use it to heal you but i can also use the scalpel scalpel to cut you kind of thing right like or, or maybe just like the okay because I'm, I'm fucking with this idea that the spiral represents like a rolled up thing of gauze I like right that, right you know what i mean mm -hmm. so and and obviously that links with this nurse stand having gauze bandages being unraveled from her forearms mm -hmm. you know what i mean so maybe the bandage spiral if if assuming that that's what that is, is just right. indicative of medical or, you know, medical magic in general. Sure. And it's not sure. a specific application of this magic, but more right. of a general application yes. of this magic yes. to the point yes. where, yes, you can be slashed by a scalpel. You can also be healed by a bandage. You can mm -hmm. also be, you know, like whatever other medical, yeah. you know, yeah. like things. It's just all encompassing inside of this dude's ability. I'd love that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To... very mysterious though because like yeah. like what about what about page 1415 where um carpaccio is fighting pon taurus from mm -hmm. also from orcadorm and like yeah like it has this knife stuck in his arm he seems to grab the knife and as he grabs the knife pon taurus like bleh, like yeah. gets damaged like right. what what is happening here right like no it's very, very mysterious yeah and I know that the explanation, once we get it, is going to be like, oh, but then it's like, why right, is right. it not obvious right now? God, I love <laughs> and hate when mangaka are able to do this. Like, seriously. You just, you like, love it. You I love it. it. Oh, yeah, I love it. I love and hate it. You know, I love it because, obviously, I love being uncertain, and I love when mangaka blow my mind when I'm expecting something different. But also, I hate right. it because it's like, there is an obvious answer here, and I'm not finding it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's not an obvious I, answer and this is like the most elaborate ability that we've seen and there's no way that it we could have made sense of it before sure, it was explained sure. to us you know what i mean but i feel like we're on the right track honestly yeah me too i feel, I feel like we're in close in terms of the not obvious like he is a second liner mm -hmm. but the yep. second line is above the one eye going into his hairline yep. so while it could be you know just a basic line because there are some people that do just have like one like interesting line and then like a basic one mm -hmm. yep. it is also possible that there could be something more going on that's being hidden by his hairs so. yeah right or he could I be a like third he could be a triple liner that's hiding it like you know yep. like lance or whatever maybe i yeah. do it i don't know that they're gonna pull out another triple liner though right just given like if they pull out if they make him a triple liner that just kind of that underwhelms sword boy 
Yeah, we'll, like, we'll have to uh, see another one. And if we're going to see another one, it yes. makes sense that we would see it in the Divine Visionary I, Trials. But I think it's going to be the head of the Orca Dorm. Oh, if sure. If anybody is going to somehow yeah. pull out a triple line, mm -hmm. it's going to be him. Not Margaret, that he's yeah. necessarily achieved it so far, mm -hmm. but if he's pushed to a certain level, maybe he'll get to that point. But like, sure. I don't think Carpaccio is going to pull out a triple line. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this, in the second challenge, like yeah. especially considering he's fighting Finn right now. But Finn has like, yet to activate. Finn could really go crazy yes. right now and bring it out of this man, but Mash is also running there, so this could just be Maybe Finn is the triple liner we're waiting for. Hey! Woo, I want to see Finn activate, damn it! Yes, I want to so see I. Finn use magic! So do I, dude. Please. Like, so I. I, it's going to happen. I would yeah, say it's definitely point. happening this fight if mash wasn't like literally running there because yeah, now this makes to... me think that he's just gonna save him and finn's not gonna yeah. activate yet you know what I mean? he just needs to stop being a wall first he's yeah. he's a wall right now he needs to become i'm just get he needs to use magic again he needs to stop <laughs> being a wall and the, yeah. the fact that he like without breaking he was able to be like carpaccio he's just like can't talk i'm a wall yeah <laughs> hilarious oh man he looks so pained like he's just like giving up on life like yeah. like I, I can't talk i'm a wall yeah, he's like you're Leave the guy that alone. wants to kill me but like can't you see man like i'm supposed to be a wall <laughs> damn it like he's already come yeah. to terms with his fate but he's still just like <laughs> saying things <laughs> oh, oh, yeah hell yeah because so just so i'm clear though we we really have not seen him use any kind of magic up to this point at right? all there's well, I mean, I, been... I think he's, you know, flown on a broom, for example, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Like, right. I, I think seen, we know like, he's a magic user. We haven't seen user. his affinity. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Which I'm, I'm interested to see what he's got in comparison to his brother. For like, sure, Is it for going sure. to be something relatable? Is it going to be something that's an inverse thing? Mm -hmm. Um, What, again... Because I've been speculating all video long, so yeah. why stop now? Right. <laughs> what if he's got shield magic mm. compared oh. to his brother that uses sword magic? <gasps> so, like, Whoa, he's always been more that's... defensive. Yes. So when he says, I'm a wall, he's, like, yes. leaning into his defensive-type magic personality, right? Like, this I'm a wall. Is, what if it's wall-type magic, right? Like, wall, shield, you know, very simply, you know, like, ooh, okay, this is, okay. This could be foreshadowing yep. for that, dude. I love that, because we've been talking about what Finn's magic can be in all kinds of shit. Like, we've been talking yep. about lightning, because his eyes are, you know, white, you know, and doesn't have any, you know, um... There's no pupils. There's no detail in his in his in his eyes. You know what I mean. So like we we attributed that to like potentially lightning magic because of like people like Raiden, mm -hmm. you know, and and yeah. Thor and shit or like Zenitsu. that. Yeah, or Zenitsu. Yeah, or Zenitsu. You know what I mean. And then we were talking about well, no, I mean let's keep this in the family and think about like mm -hmm. what kind of you know magic you could have in you know similar to Rain. You know what I mean. But this idea that he has shield magic when Rain has sword magic is the best. That this I, I love that, that. I this, love the, I do the, love that. the best I've felt about Finn's abilities the yeah. entire time. I yeah. I don't feel yeah. like he would be yeah. crying on the last page if if he did have a a a defensive ability he was confident in. Sure, but I would love it. I would absolutely adore it if he's like I can't talk. I'm a wall. Next page, we have, you know, Carpaccio taking out his stand. Next chapter, we have Carpaccio attack him, and it just bounces off. Ting! Because yeah. he has body a shield up. or something. Like, yeah. yeah, body, body on me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, ooh, that would feel so good. Yo, man. I mean, that's, that's at least what I'm thinking. Like, mm -hmm. just based on the fact that, like, he's... Based on that fact that he's just 
has no confidence in himself whatsoever, it would make sense that he's, I mean, as it is, he's constantly hiding behind shields in real life. Like, yeah, figurative dude. ones rather than literal ones. Ooh, yeah. So, wow. like, it would make sense that, like, that would manifest as, like, an actual magic ability of, yeah, like, yeah. shielding. But, like, yeah. maybe it just hasn't been on that level where, like, he's confident in it. Um, yeah. Like, he's more so been running away, so he doesn't want to test how strong his shields actually are. So. Yeah. Or maybe he knows I, how strong his shields are, and he's just that kind of person that just thinks he can't be good. Right. You know right. what I mean? And thinks that everyone has to be stronger than him. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this, this is the first instance that we're seeing of magic in the family mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. like other than gravity boy whose sister doesn't really have magic mm -hmm. like this is going to be the first instance that we're actually seeing of like people in the same family and what their magic is like yeah. it's mm -hmm. very possible that like it, it won't be anything in related like whatsoever yeah but, like i just feel like just based on the relationship that they have as brothers that would be the perfect symbolism to have yes. sword magic and shield magic. Yes. So especially when one is clearly happens, a more offensive yeah. character yes. and the other one is clearly a more timid, reserved character. I yes. think that that makes all the sense in the world. I think you have a five star theory on your hand here, bro. Yeah. Like I I love I'm gonna be this. so sad when I'm wrong. No, dude, yeah. I, I honestly can't see it happening like any other way. Like I'm so on board with this right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, like well, I feel see, like it has to be that, or it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, the, we That's we've true. we've never seen um, Order Madel use his magic yet. I don't think the the desert um, visionary or whatever, um, and obviously his younger brother Wirt, Worth Madel or whatever. Like like there's the desert desert visionary, and then there's the the, the his younger brother who has mud magic. So yeah. like you'd assume sand mud. So like, but sand and mud like earth ish. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. And yeah. so like, just because they're earth ish. Yeah, there's a family connection there, but you could. I yeah. think you could have a weapon connection with uh, Rain and Finn. Yes. Yeah. But sword and shield, you know what I mean? Yes. Like we yeah. we don't know as as you say, um, Axel. We we don't know the extent or the limitations of family heredity heredity magic yet in Mashal. Right. So like right. we don't know if it's like is it weapons or like equipment? Is is that a category that we're allowed to have here? So to to allow Finn to have yeah. uh, shield or wall type magic, or is it yeah. like metal? And so it has to be, is it, I mean, shields, swords and shields both can be metal, right? So right. Like, there's so many right. uh, ways that like, like that shield magic could be um, a, a real thing here. Yes. For sure. And if you think yeah. about it, like uh, Black Clover, you have the, the, yeah. the, Silva, say. Yeah. Yeah, you have yes. the Silva family, you know what I mean? And you have Noel who uses water, Nozel uses fucking, uh, what is, what is it? Um, mercury. mercury. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. Two water users, Mercury, Mist. Their mother was uh, a Mercury user herself. Yeah. Yeah. The Vermilions, depending on which branch of the Vermilions you are, you've got your fire side, you've got your plant and nature side. Right. Um, like, uh, the the familial, and uh, Finral and his brother with yeah. the, the spatial magic. Yeah. It's something that, like, these families have that um, going for them. Mm -hmm. Um so it's all about how much the author yeah. wants to find links between the yeah. movies, right? right? Because like water, right. yeah. like you would never go murky, like you would never think mercury after seeing water. It, like if you had the right. entire 
like, it's like liquid. Yeah, if you had the entire yeah. situation of, you know, Black Clover given to you, and then Noel and Nozelle were just like not characters involved, and you have all yeah. of this information, and all of a sudden you see Nozelle, and you think, okay, well, what are, what, what would her brother have? You wouldn't go Mercury. Ever. You would never say Mercury. You would literally never yeah, say never. Mercury. But like yeah. you can, the author can, you know, link those things whatever way they yeah. want, and it's all yeah. about how they decide to do that. So I think Sword and Shield is a close enough relationship oh, yeah. to where if oh, this yeah. was like a yeah. munitions or an arms based magic that even they metal. can yeah or just metal yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. or mm -hmm. a, again another just crack shot theory because why not yeah. um what if his magic is one that like it's like a super powerful weapon or whatnot but he's just too timid to use, use it, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah he's got like let's gun say, gun magic axe <laughs> A big axe or something and he's just like too timid to actually like swing the yeah. axe or something like yeah i'm still i'm more so in the shield camp sure like, sure that's just what i'm man thinking, if like, finn's got even... pistol magic g <laughs> gun 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 yeah <laughs> uh but i like even uh outside of like anime and manga like making mm -hmm. the harry potter connection since obviously there's the big harry potter you know vibe considering mm -hmm. the fact that every chapter of mash is harry potter structured yes there's yes mash burn dead and the and yeah. yeah just like harry potter yeah like, even in harry potter different like family-based traits and whatnot were linked the fact right. that like harry and his dad both had the stag patronus like, right yeah. right familial things are strong so yes like, i i feel like we're gonna see that it'd be really weird uh especially since you had mentioned with like the the desert user and like the mud users since mm -hmm. their family it'd be weird to buck that trend yeah now. yes yeah yes. so for uh, sure. we'll see. yeah we will for sure good shit Is, are we good on mashal i think so awesome all right black clover chapter 283 a huge melee right I, right yeah. from the get-go yeah we get answers to literally the two major questions i think you had last uh chapter Knox. like yep. so one like are, are they just going to go straight to the spade kingdom and like how are they going to get there like yeah. like isn't it far away and like yes. but he, he just uses transformation like like yeah. he only has five minutes isn't this bullshit like yeah but it's like oh no actually like he can't even maintain it for five minutes it's it's so new right he's yeah. not like perfected it yet and like yeah, he literally comments like, "Oh, but we have no way to get to Spade Kingdom. It would take forever." Like, right. I, I just like love that it's like immediate like answers. Yeah. and then it. and then we see him falling, and then spatial magic, and you're like, yeah. "Oh!" And then Squadron shows up, and you're like, "Okay, yeah. this is how you're going to get around." And this feels really fucking good. You know what I mean? Because I was like, I don't know why I didn't think like, "Oh yeah, gang's gonna show up, and you know they're gonna have Finral there. That's how they're gonna get to the Spade Kingdom." Like obviously they're on the way you know like i don't know why i didn't i think we were together. just so expecting to see asta like you know use his key yeah. flare up and fly over there right yeah. I, I, that's what i was thinking was gonna happen he was just gonna mm. fly really quickly to spade kingdom oh, in like man. 10 seconds <laughs> yeah. because it's so badass now right but yeah yeah i like I this mean, better i i guess i wasn't personally expecting uh Finral and the group of legs. Yeah. Since that's how they're presented for yeah. Yeah. you you know it's Finral just yeah. based on the, the shape of the spatial magic. But right. Mm -hmm. And I then you just get high heels and yes. thin. So, mostly high heels. Yes. Yeah. Like I wasn't expecting them to go from the elf community back to the Clover Kingdom 
then to the Spade Kingdom. Like sure. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting more so like we would just see them appearing in the Spade Kingdom, mm-hmm. not picking Asta up. But like, hey, plot device. Yeah. I won't argue with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like it kind of makes sense though that they would come to Clover first to kind of just like make sure that home is cool. Touch base. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like make sure that like your your crib is 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 fine. You know what I mean? And then right. obviously they had good reason to check here because there's demons everywhere. But then, you know, just for a good measure, probably stop home before we go to the bad guys yeah i could see that being but other than that yeah i i definitely i definitely think Mm -hmm. it's it's fine to uh explain it that way right like as you say it's it's a plot device and and it it feels good i i think it would be what's the uh opposite situation that they could have run into right like they they teleport using funeral's magic to um clover kingdom they're wasting time. Literally nothing is going wrong. And they're just like, oh, well, that, that was stupid. I mean, yeah, yeah the, the world is literally ending right now, I guess. Yeah, let's let's go over to Spade Kingdom, right? But yeah. like, luckily for them, Clover yeah. Kingdom is being attacked. So it's like, okay, this did make sense to go to Clover Kingdom. So it's yeah. fine. It's like, yeah. it's whatever. It's Yeah, it's fine. Oh, okay, so have we ever have we ever seen this guy? This is the, this is the one question I have this chapter. Have we ever seen this guy, um, Makusa? before this chapter the snow magic yes we did we did see him when did you remember he was already so he was already working with sally valtos and radis before Mm -hmm. um because everyone was just like hey those guys were bad guys why are they here (laughs) fighting with us now and it's like hi i'm uh makusa and these guys (laughs) are okay because i'm working with them so right okay Okay. just like so like yes he was there like he was already part of the group i, sure. I don't think we were introduced to his snowman magic until like right this now moment mm-hmm. um but yes he was part of the group um i was just kind of surprised that they were like uh let's stick seke with them <laughs> yeah we don't have a place to put seke so <laughs> uh yeah he was he was there um I love his like, magic. I love his magic. Yes. Like this like dancing snowman magic. Yes. It's so cute. Like, yeah, yeah, dancing snowman, safety. <laughs> yeah. Can't see me because the dancing. I don't know. Demons are coming, but I see, I, be embraced by the snowman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I see the snowman like drawings and it just like reminds me of like Peter Rabbit, like, you know, mornings yeah. like in, you know, yep. winter, you know what I mean? Leading up mm-hmm. to Christmas, like watching all of those shows, you know what I mean? With yeah, yeah. family and whatnot. Yep. It was a very warm feeling when I turned the page to see this. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yep. I love, okay, so I don't know if it's this chapter, if it's just the characters involved, I don't know, but these black suits are slapping, bro. Like Fuego Leon on page eight looks yeah. beautiful. Everybody, Valtos, everybody wearing these black outfits just looks amazing in this oh, chapter. Yeah. And I guess I never really like took time to appreciate these these black fits, you know, until this chapter. They're way <laughs> better than yeah. when they went to go take on uh the elves pottery in them yeah like, yeah it's so much better well before they were elves yeah. technically yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Like... i i'm not usually a fan of when an author just like gives every single person on the good guy's side the exact same outfit yeah i think yeah. it's kind of lazy but yeah. i will agree that they look very clean like yes. it, this is actually a very good design clean crisp simple um, but like at the same time recognizable, like it's mm-hmm. it's not that bad for a, for a shared character design. It works and well it with Tabitha's because... contrast too. I think. Yeah. 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 yeah keep going. They're also in a wintry region. Yeah. So it makes yep. sense that they need you know lined clothing. Yep. Uh, instead of you know Asta, who's just rocking the midriff open <laughs> chest things yeah. it's just like we need to put clothes on that boy yeah um, and the other people that are normally scantily clad you know, like <laughs> no that's a great that's a great point yeah, that is sure. a good point wow i like that mm-hmm. 
I love Fuego Leon's um, performance in this chapter. I love whenever yes. he's on the screen. I think that his spirit is getting bigger every time we see him, which is really fucking yeah. cool. Um, also, I just think that its design is amazing next mm -hmm. to, you know, um, Fuego Leon whenever they're in the scene together because Fuego Leon is obviously very high contrast, stark black. And then you have this very um, unique illustration style inside of this um, spirit and maybe just spirits in general. I feel like he is when you see this... Um, this blotched brush, this like like this very light gray brush um, mm -hmm. shading on the dragon. You know what I mean? The, so, the, only, the only other place you see it is um, Mario Leona. Yeah. When she's mm -hmm. in her kind of like full flame form, right. like mm -hmm. it's this yep. kind of um, very, very, very light. Yeah, as you say, like light brush touch where it's yep. like a white-ish, you mm -hmm. know, it's not gray, but yeah. it's like white and grayish. you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just I just think that I just think that the art pops with Fuego yeah. Leo next to this dragon because of of the contrast and the shading and whatnot. And I love his teamwork with it. Yeah, like, yeah. He summons it out. He's on 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 page eight, on page nine. He's like riding on its back on page mm -hmm. ten. Like like he's shooting one way, coming way of back dragon, to back, yeah. dragon breath another way. Like, like damn, dragon. like good teamwork. Yeah. Yeah, and I love you can the tell in that six months he he trained. Yeah, to yeah. Make sure that that synchronization between them is is what it is like, absolutely so the fact that the fact that he was able to capitalize on that a lot faster than you know was mm -hmm. just goes to show that fuegolion's caliber is top class absolutely. and that's why he's my favorite captain don't get me wrong i love yami yeah fuegolion yeah. is my man yeah, Yo. His, his his scenes are always so epic and i think that's because of how little he's used yeah you know what i mean and yep. just like this this panel on the bottom of page 10 of him back to back with his dragon shooting the flames i think that everything about this panel is perfect i think that every decision made yep. here to have the background be a very lightish gray you know what i mean while you have these very um light colors inside of the dragon and its energy and fuego leon obviously is there is a good point of contrast with all of the white coming from him and it's just a very mm -hmm. aesthetically pleasing in yes. every square you know pixel oh, yeah. of this of mm -hmm. this panel is just beautiful you know what i mean if there's one thing that tabata knows how to do is mm -hmm. to make aesthetically pleasing drawings yes uh as much as people want to complain about uh chonky asta like uh he <laughs> he draws people really good yeah yeah absolutely for <laughs> sure wow do these demons the demon designs in this chapter um i feel like these are a lot of the same demons that we've seen in other spreads Mm -hmm. I mean, a couple of them have been repeated but i feel like yeah. we are still seeing new ones here like this like werewolf one at the yeah. bottom of page seven i don't think we've seen mm -hmm. that one yet that one really had me like okay is this like teenage mutant ninja turtles street sharks like i love this aesthetic ah, yeah. i'm fucking with it you know what i'm saying like and then uh this last one i think the last one we see before we get the double spread of like a whole gang of demons on page 11 top of top left of page 11 their numbers just keep growing beautiful mm -hmm. The layering yeah. of yep. the detail as it goes farther back, yeah, you know, into you know, into the depth of the panel is just like five star. Yeah, no, it's mm. good shit. Good shit. Yeah, it's definitely it's no complaints in the art. Yeah, right. Uh, it's interesting that because supposedly these are all like lower ranked demons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The fact that so far, other than obviously Lieb, uh, who is kind of an exception to this rule. Like, anyone that's more of a high-class demon has always been more humanoid. Mm -hmm. Yet all of these lower-ranked demons are, like you would assume, just monstrous demons. Yes, yes. It's yes. interesting to see that, uh, that difference between the two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, obviously, the only other difference being that, like, the huge demons that were former 
humans, mm -hmm. they're retaining some humanoid form because they were formerly human. Um, yeah. yeah. Which, it just kind of makes it, it makes it make that more interesting then, just kind of questioning, all right, what actually is the origin of these demons? Like, do they have all of the same origin uh or is there you know a difference there like are, mm -hmm. were they always demons or did they ascend from another race since right. at this point we do know that there have been multiple races um and i'm still i still want to know more about the dwarves damn it but yeah me too. <laughs> until that happens we better like, get more I'm, of that shit. charmy arc right. incoming yes i'm I'm just really interested to know what their origin is. Me too. Yeah. Like what what differentiates them? Like uh, or like even if it's like like a bleach thing where like they have that more monstrous form until they're like they acquire more power mm -hmm. and become more humanoid, uh, going from like hollow to Irankar. Could we see um, that? Could we see just like the bigger devils just blessing the lower ones with more power and like an them... evolution or something? Yeah, yeah. It's certainly possible. Do Especially... we need that in this arc is my question, you know what I mean? Because I feel like, I mean, more more, more, you know, more dire situations the better, I guess, if you know how you're I... going to write your characters out of them, but... Right. You know, I mean, this is just a, a series of escalations mm -hmm. at this point. I mm -hmm. mean, like, I, I don't want to make this comparison, mm -hmm. but it, in a way, it feels very similar to the final arc of Demon Slayer, where it's just like we're just gonna go into this final arc, and it's just gonna keep escalating, escalating, escalating yep. until we reach a conclusion. Right. I don't think we're at that point anymore, where there's going to necessarily be uh, like a standard lull in the action. There might like there might be like a temporary few hour kind of lull but mm -hmm. it's not like we're gonna have some kind of like big pause at this point considering that the tree of cleefoth is going to fully activate within seven days Ooh, cleefoth. I say it was i don't think i've heard it pronounced um, that way yet i think i like that pronunciation the best so far cleefoth i uh I, like I have a very familiar with pronunciations of words. Oh, I okay, cool. I, I've just heard it pronounced but, so many different ways. Like, but I, I think I like this one the most. Welcome like they, to the anime community. Yeah, and, and <laughs> if this is the honest. if this is the proper way it's supposed to be pronounced, then, then I'm I'm pretty awesome. sure it is. Just again, based on my understanding of these words used previously. Mm -hmm. I mean, who knows? But again, it's, it's the anime community, man. I yeah. mean, right. I have. People pronounce any given word eight different ways, True. left, right, and sideways. So, I mean, like, <laughs> that's what it is. But, yeah. like, at this point, we're on a timetable. Yeah. Like, yeah. Things are going... We don't know if that how fast that is going to accelerate, obviously, since more... It's already been accelerated. Right. Yeah. We don't know if it'll accelerate further. Right. Mm -hmm. um, because we don't know what level of, uh, like, synchronization... Morris is at right now, so right. who's to say that like if he's able to acclimate to the, the the devil contract and like accelerate it further, this isn't gonna happen in seven days. Right, like, right, probably not. Um, so I'm interested to see how things progress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's I, I still have my reservations of how it started since we had the dark triad being fought from the get go. Right. Um, and then fully released to like a hundred percent which hundred percent's not gonna be the end point it's no. not 
Yeah. They're going to exceed 150 per se. Yeah, okay. Probably. So now we're in the dark tournament of Yu Yu Hakusho and the yes. final boss is Younger Taguro. Yes. Yeah. Except everyone's three of them. Chiguro, Yeah. <laughs> right. And one of them's a dominatrix. So, you know, it is what it is. Oh, God, the so, amount of people that want to be stepped on by her is ridiculous. I'm one but of them, again, bro, so let's let's chill. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm good off, I'm good off Vanica. I'm, I'm definitely good off Vanica, but I do remember the <laughs> yep. simping was very strong when her character it's still strong. came out. And it's still it will going. not be anything but strong. Just... <laughs> Especially if Tabata but... keeps giving her these fucking side boob panels. <laughs> yeah. The, the fact that... Okay. Again, a couple chapters ago, the fact that he got away mm -hmm. and it wasn't like they didn't pull a chainsaw man on the right. media app. Yep, mm -hmm. yep. He got away with having them naked on a cover. Yeah, the siblings covered in like brown blood. Yeah, like, her nipples were yeah. there. Like yeah. he specifically made those circles darker. Yeah. yeah. How did how did they get away with that on the Viz Media app compared to the well, I mean, the Chainsaw Man was literally, hey, let's have a zombie lesbian organ. Yeah, like that was yeah. actual, yes. like, like, reproductive organs touching each there other. There was no covering. <laughs> it was just them all naked. So, yeah. like, I guess they were like, ah, I guess this passes the censor. Let it go. But, like, I'm just like, yeah, they're go ahead. Naked. Naked? naked. Fine. Her nipples are there. Go ahead. That's like, cool. But touching naughty bits? Mm -mm. As soon yeah. as they come in contact... Yeah, it's going. It's going nope. to the. It's going to the app. It's yep. digital only. Yep. That's the thing. Like, and again, I, I mentioned Claymore before. Claymore, the entire Claymore manga is available on the Viz Media app. You don't have to go online, mm -hmm. despite the fact that there are nipples everywhere. I mean, <laughs> right. not everywhere, everywhere, but yeah. like, there are naked right. lady bits. Like, mm -hmm. and it's just like, hey, it's on the app. You know this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But so this guy, um, page twelve. We know who do we know who these people actually I should say are that this demon is attacking that is getting hit and screaming and in well agony. I know so we're still dealing with like the the what's the word I'm not the revolution but the, mm -hmm. um, resistance. the resistance resistance the resistance mages are working together with Makasa's group to try and fend off the demons while they're still evacuating people because mm -hmm. they're not done yet so this is just showing um, collateral damage essentially like this isn't yes. like this isn't an important character it's just showing people are getting hit by these demons. Uh, let's be honest they're probably not important if they haven't been named at this point and yeah. they're fighting the the yeah. technically fodder demons that are right. coming out right, right. now so i like, i i even bet that this dude is named i mean like he looks vaguely familiar yeah. but i he certainly don't is, care but... enough to even know his name i'm yeah. sure he's i'm sure he's not important in the actual story okay the that's, that's the only question that i that i really had yeah, so, okay yeah, so yeah. this beam yeah. of light that comes out and like shoots at these people Yo. and they're like what in and they're like what was that powerful spell it only attacked the devils leaving the humans unscathed so this is a pretty big plot point i want to say and you have to ask okay who did this come from we can assume i don't know luck is kind of like right there front row and center does that sound like luck i don't know gaja's also right there with the same right. affinity for magic so could say it's, it's gaja and he's it's more either of those center. two guaranteed yeah, it's either of those two because now, obviously like the 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 uh the ability is like a beam right yep. and so like there is one more and oh. on the top of the double spread of 1415, on the top, who on earth, in, it, behind the who on earth, is it an electrical, like, yeah. little drawing? So mm. it's definitely one of those two. Oh, but is there oh, a third? Oh, it could there be Mimosa because solar beam, right? Nope, there could be one more. Mm. Because he was tucked away between Lux arm and leg, Patria. Ah, look at him. 
And oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Magic. yeah, that's and right. Patri that's right. Has experience with devils. Yeah. Yo. So, yeah. But see, I'm not saying it is him, but like it's a possibility. And like, yeah. like Tabata's just like, I'm so clever. I have Patri tucked away between left yeah. arm yeah. and leg, so you can yep. just see his head. But it's yeah. just like. I saw him. I love. I, the, know I love there. the Patry answer. I think that that's definitely what it is. I think that you explained that beautifully mm -hmm. for me. But the 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 line of dialogue here that says it only attacked the devils, leaving the humans unscathed, as a okay. So this is this is how I kind of like my thought process went on this. So mm -hmm. like uh -huh. first I was like, there's a condition on the magic to where it only hits the. I was like, no, no, no. This isn't Hunter. This isn't Undead Unluck. This isn't. But we know. can do conditions for yeah. the record in Black Clover yes. with runes. We literally. Oh can sure, do yeah, yeah. So we have conditions. Okay, so okay, okay. So then remind me here. Then inside of the conditions of the runes, you can set them to say whatever as long as there's like an advantage and a caveat. You can say like go in circles. You can say be bigger. You can say oh, be sure. hotter, be sure, faster. Sure, sure, sure. You okay. can probably say only kill devils. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Because other than that, I'm pretty sure that that's exactly what it is because you actually have the runes right there during the, the panel where it's explaining what was that powerful spell that only attacked devils, leaving the humans unscathed right. on that panel. There's literal, like, rune. Oh, yeah, rune, I didn't know this yeah, was runes there for runes sure. Right there. So, so I'm going to that say good. this is Gaja. Right, so if it's Gaja... Um, or Luck, I guess. Gaja but... or Luck, it could still be Patry with runes, and we just Definitely didn't could know still be, that yeah. Patry had runes. But the, the reason why I'm um, focusing on this is because this this made me think of a conversation that we've had on the show during Black Clover segments before about how, for example, when Mario Leona has her fire paw, you know, that she has, mm -hmm. when, and she goes mm -hmm. to go grab you, grab you by your yep. head, yep. you're not burning... You know what I mean? Even though a flaming hand is touching you, there's also a scene where Fuego Leon, with his one arm that's made of fire, and his mm -hmm. regular arm is holding a document and like reading it, and the, the the document is not bursting into flames. So we had a conversation about like your control of magic, mm -hmm. and you just like your auras, um, your aura's intent, just knowing who's an enemy and who's not. You know what I mean? And just knowing. That yep. you can you can you can still use your magic aesthetically, but maybe not sure. have your aura be neutral and not aggressive or defensive, and then it just doesn't burn or affect things that you don't want it to affect. And I was thinking that this situation could be a you know more exaggerated or turned up sure. version of that control of your magic, which is like a really big deal because like if there's if <laughs> because like we've seen a lot of upgrades to characters, but I mean if you can upgrade mm -hmm. to a point to where like you have these huge AoE abilities but there's no friendly fire because you just have that much control of your magic, that's a really good angle to take the power system in mm -hmm. for like what we understand of it. So I think that that would be really fucking cool if that if that was a thing. But I think I like the rune situation you just commanded it to only attack a certain kind of person. I like that. I, I just more. had an idea. Yeah, what do oh, you got? Tell me. Okay, so, um, I think, I don't think we can exclude pot trade yet in sure, terms sure. of, like, the magic with the ruins thing. And here's yeah. the reason why. The reason why I'm thinking this is that for what we are potentially aware of, um, given that, you know, what happened in the Heart Kingdom, I'm thinking that this, the elf tribe that they were able to find is in the Heart Kingdom. Yep. So... Yep. What if it's what if the reason why that the Heart Kingdom is at least at the base level familiar with rune magic is because they learned it from the elves and that was passed sure. down over time? Sure. So like Love that. that being said, and this goes into the like the the training that was done by uh Noel's group and like the heart 
uh, mages, like, it would make sense that, like, um, the training that Patri and the elves were going to give them was going to be conducive uh, and, you know, leveling up the stuff that they've already done. Because mm -hmm. by all means, if it, it's... And it's very possible that, like, what they were taught is still very different, but the fact that they were able to get it done in, you know, like, three days or mm -hmm. something, whatever yeah. it was, yeah. it would make sense if it was, you know, conducive to what they already learned. You're right. Um, and again, especially if, like, this group of elves is somewhere in the Heart Kingdom, mm -hmm. um, that's where they're based, it would kind of make sense, just given how old the elf race is if that was something that was kind of passed on with them so for sure I'm, I'm interested to see again like where what this training did for them mm -hmm. to get them to a higher level than what they were already at mm -hmm. um so other than that it's also possible if, if that wasn't the case like by all means like if like Pachi was told like hey like there's also like runes that you can do your magic like if there was like a swapping of knowledge thing but i'd like to think and I, if i could be wrong i might be wrong but like yeah. if mm -hmm. there was that like that history at least with that group of elves where they learned rune based magic yep. um and that was then passed on to the heart kingdom just based on that area i like that mm -hmm. idea dude i think I, I think i like that a lot because that would I think I like um, unexpected things like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where you think, mm -hmm. okay, like we have a really good, or we think we have a really good understanding of how these um, areas of the world work. And then you yep. get history. You know what I mean? That tells right. you it was like this before. And then you get that whole picture. Yes. And like, that's a really cool detail. You know what I mean? We, yep. we learned about runes through Heart Kingdom. So we think that they originate mm -hmm. here from the indigenous people of this area or something like that. And then right. you get lore that says, oh no, the elves were here first. Mm -hmm. the elves yeah. had this rune magic and just taught it to heart kingdom and then bounced like that's cool mm -hmm. you know yep. information to get especially when you think you've got you know the right idea beforehand yep. you know what i mean especially since this like i i'm pretty sure it was said that this was like a different group of elves from uh the group of elves that got killed in the clover kingdom so like mm. by all means like and not that this is necessarily the case, but it's also possible that there could be a different group of elves uh, in the the Diamond Kingdom, or a different mm -hmm. group of oh, elves sure, somewhere sure. in the Spade Kingdom, or maybe the dwarves are in the Diamond Kingdom <laughs> or <laughs> something. But yeah. like, um, yeah, I, I I think that that's at least going to be my running theory for now. I like um, it just because again, for them to learn again something completely different from what they already learned mm -hmm. it's just like since that whole six month process was about them learning to incorporate runes and turn into their magic and whatnot mm -hmm. to learn something that's just completely different yeah like in three days yeah right like that doesn't make sense yeah like, there yeah. would have to be like something that just unlocks a further step of what they've already learned yes rather than just being like a hard pivot yeah into for sure something that's just like Unless they have a hyperbolic time chamber, right? In, <laughs> the, in the the Heart Kingdom Elf territory, which I doubt. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, who knows? I, I really like this. I like I like this line of of thinking that you have, though, Axel, because mm -hmm. that makes it feel really good. Like all mm -hmm. of this time stuff, you know what I mean? I mean, it not all of the time stuff. Earned, but yeah, rather but, than right. just like thrown out there. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah man. But um. 
really excited for next chapter because it's like the whole gang is here. They're still yes. in Clover. You know what I mean? So it's like uh no, this right? is oh, we just, oh wait, no, this is oh wait. It's there in the spade. This is spade. Um yeah. which I'm curious as to how wait a minute knew how to get there. Just because, like, since Finral's magic only allows him to go to places that he was at before, unless he scouted it out, like, it's kind of interesting that, like, he was able to appear there. Oh, okay, wait, 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 so they, okay, so at the beginning of this chapter, they're in Clover, right? Yes. Yeah. But they used yeah. Finral's... Then they pulled up, yep, Finral's... At least we think that they used Finral's magic yeah. to get there, because um, obviously we don't know what this full group is yeah. yet mm -hmm. right I mean, again the fact that they tucked pottery behind lux arm and leg we yeah. don't know who is all hidden in the background like sure. and there's means, a bunch of mist dust right like i'm guessing that the full elf gang is there i'm guessing that we're gonna see mm -hmm. like pottery's full group we may even see other elves obviously we're seeing like gaja and some other like heart kingdom mages so mm -hmm. i'm really curious as to see like who's all there but like uh the cavalry is coming. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see uh, how far into the development of the Tree of Cleefoth they're going to be able to go before yeah. they right. hit that wall. Yeah, right. for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I think I'm good on Black Clover. Do you guys have anything else that you guys wanted to touch on? No, yeah. I'm just happy to talk about Black Clover. Hell yeah! <laughs> I don't get I don't get enough opportunities to talk about Black Clover. Yeah, and it's one of those fans that is uh well not one of those fans yeah. on Twitter, <laughs> uh and not one of those people that constantly has to deal with the flame war against black clover it's nice mm -hmm. to be able to talk about black clover in a conducive environment yeah dude so yeah yeah yeah, for sure you're welcome to any of the people watching that are a black clover <laughs> fan and wanted another person on the podcast that is a fan so. yes yeah, yeah. good shit yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Positive thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a great conversation, mm -hmm. dude. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. All right. My Hero Academia, the last chapter tonight. No one piece. So we will finish off with My Hero Academia, chapter 302. The wrong way to put out a fire. Part dose. How do we feel? Yeah, I mean, good good <laughs> continuation of last chapter, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like this, as, as we were saying last week, like this is like the make or break um scene yeah. for endeavor right yeah. like will yeah. will we be able to feel good about liking endeavor or will we be encouraged to view endeavor in a very 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 negative light right mm -hmm. so like and yep. I, I think doing i think doing a good job of of at least you know putting forward the the um the, the viewpoint that horikoshi wants us to yes. see you know yes. what i mean and this is something yep. that you have to write very carefully you yeah know what i mean very carefully. And probably the most careful I've ever known a mangaka having to write a character mm -hmm. in the last who knows how long because Kohei has been under a microscope for this entire arc. Like literally from the beginning or um, not this arc, but like, you know, including the Paranormal Liberation War, like at the start, yeah. when yep. we get the name of the doctor, already he's under like intense scrutiny for that. You know, then mm -hmm. all, a whole bunch of other decisions that he makes throughout you know the series that are based not on just narrative things but just like morality you know what i mean mm -hmm. and right if he's under this intensive of a microscope he's got to really be feeling it knowing how people you know feel about the todoroki family you know what i mean mm -hmm. and for yep. what he was for what he you know for the decision that he made on how he was going to handle mm -hmm. this situation um and 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 the end result of how we're supposed to feel about endeavor by the end of this chapter i think he wrote it beautifully
Mm-hmm. I think yep. he. I think he. I think he wrote it the the way he needed to, and the way he probably always knew he was going to. But I, I'm very happy with this chapter. I guess is what I'm saying. He had to toe the line because mm-hmm. obviously there was already a lot of fan backlash the first time there was any attempt to make Endeavor's character better. Mm-hmm. You had a lot of people that were you know causing backlash, saying Endeavor does not deserve to be redeemed right um as Endeavor far as you know deserve... right now with the information you have right. you know right. what I mean? exactly and exactly that's the thing <laughs> is that these past few chapters because we did not have you know this clear cut uh picture mm-hmm. of what the the todoroki family looked like we did not know the full picture between toya uh and dobby and like the the yeah what he became like mm-hmm. last thing we thought was that past... ray was gonna suck too yes. <laughs> like yes. that was the last thing that i was expecting yeah. like 100%. Yeah. So, i feel like i'm like watching like you know fucking like jersey shore drama you ah! know what i mean with like my yeah. popcorn and shit like oh wait the mom sucks too oh no type yeah. shit you know what i mean <laughs> so that's, that's the thing is that these past couple chapters have been completely rewriting and yeah. destroying head cannons that people mm-hmm. had for yep. this family for mm-hmm. years now, mm-hmm. for years, head cannons are just being destroyed left and right, and so in the long run, it's going to be very interesting to see what kind of reaction the fans have. Just again, given the fact that people were so against Endeavor's redemption, mm-hmm. and now it's just like the the fact that like everybody was like before it was confirmed who Dobby was. There was always this thing of like, oh, Dobby is a tragic character, and like <laughs> he deserves to be redeemed, but Endeavor is shit. And it's just like, no, like, yeah. it's, there a, it's, are certain a, it's characters... a weird line. Yeah, it's a weird yes. like area. You know what I mean to walk mm-hmm. on because then you know you. I feel like a lot of people might not even think about it as deeply as they need to. They have their mm-hmm. like initial emotional responses to seeing a character like Dobby and getting his pathos and getting his whole story and then just like immediately feeling inside of themselves, yes, redeem this character or no, do not redeem this character. And the same way with Endeavor, you know what I mean? But like yep. when it comes down to it, once you are in a situation where you are supporting Dobby, you know, and and um vilifying Endeavor, then like now you know, you are in a position where you are choosing what crimes are okay and what crimes aren't okay. You know what Mm. I mean? And like, once you get to that kind of situation, that's why I feel like people don't really think about this stuff too much because they just choose their side and act like they have all of the, you know, the reasoning to support why they feel the way that they do. When like at the bottom of the line, it's like, who are you to get to choose that this is something that's worthy of being redeemed and this is something that's not. You know what I mean? Like we're not allowed to... To really make in, those choices, we have to treat it as all like either all of this crime is fucked up, and this dude right. killed people. This dude did whatever the fuck he did with his family, and it's all fucked up. And no, like I personally feel like none none of them deserve to be redeemed, or all of them do. You know right. what I mean? So, sure. Yeah. It's it's interesting that you say like um, picking a side, right? And, yeah. and, and I told I totally think that people are doing that and have yeah. been doing that. But I think I think. Just thinking about this now, I think the side people have been picking has been Shoto's side, right? Sure, yeah. So in in a sense, I I think you could say that if anyone would be mad about the situation, yeah, it's that there has been a little bit you could argue of a bait and switch where mm-hmm. like Shoto has been saying this entire time, like I fucking hate my father, he's a shitbag, and my mother guaranteed is a good person, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so we've, we've been given that narrative the entire story. And, and as Axel, you were saying, right, like you, you build around that because you love Shoto so much, you build around that a headcanon of filling in the unsaid reasons of, okay, let's, let's go deeper into why Endeavor's a shitbag, right? Yeah. And, and I think there's a lot of reasons to, to maintain he is a shitbag, right? I think this oh, chapter, yeah, him, him drawn, he's always drawn in this chapter in the flashbacks, like dark, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like from yeah. lit from the back. So he like looks very menacing and evil right mm -hmm. but i think basically that like um as i was saying like the side people were picking was shoto actually not mm -hmm. not necessarily dobby um dobby i think is a cool everyone likes a fun cool villain like they like shiggy and they like you know yeah. um toga and shit like toga's a psychopath but people love her right yeah, yeah, yeah. um same thing for dobby but i think like it's we've we've been told to hate endeavor and now horikoshi is is writing him to be you know like well he's not again. the only bad guy here oh right? sure yeah, yeah yeah not the only one yeah yeah yeah, mm -hmm. and even saying that like Ray has her faults mm -hmm. and the other siblings have mm -hmm. their faults. Right. Yeah. Like finally coming to terms with like, yes, Endeavor was a problem. Yeah. But he wasn't the only problem. Yeah. Yes. We all had our hand in the neglection of Toya. So we are all taking responsibility for the monster that was born from that. Mm -hmm. And yep. even if this isn't a overall redemption of all of the characters involved including endeavor at the very least it is a way to amicably close off this conflict in mm -hmm. a way that feels right inside of this family even if they're not a happy family at the end of it like this needs mm -hmm. to happen yeah. in this way and it's great that they get to come together to deal with this one threat and this one mm -hmm. issue inside of their family and inside of the world at large but also this is not the end of the Todoroki dysfunction, in my opinion. Right. I think that they no, do, right. they, they come together to deal with this, and then you still got to a whole bunch of skeletons in this closet. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so yeah. it's like, I, I think that this should not be seen as a, all right, the Todoroki family is lit, they're a superhero family, and it's fucking sky high, you know what I mean? Incredibles mm -hmm. type shit, you know what I mean? It's definitely not going to be like that, you know what I mean? Hey, I love Sky High. I love Sky I High too. Hero, I want my hero to be like Sky High. Don't hate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I don't I don't necessarily think that this family needs to ever eventually become the Incredibles or anything that no. can be resembled to a happy superhero family. Because right. that's think not that, what they are. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, I, right. and I and I think it's too far. I think they're too far gone to go back to a state like that. If or not back to a state or to ever reach a state like that, I guess is what I should say. You know what I right. mean? So I don't think that that's what Kohei is intending either. And I understand that a lot of people can think whatever they want about the events of this chapter and assume, like they're always going to assume a bunch of things based off, you know, the information that they have. That's all they can do. But... Yeah. At the end of the day, it's like, I think it's very clear to me, right now at least, how Kohei wants to go about this, and I'm all the way here for it. Yep. Yeah. It, and it's obviously, they're not going to become some kind of Incredibles family. Yeah. That's not what it is. At the end of the day, the two heroes are Endeavor and Shoto. Right. Mm -hmm. His other siblings... They didn't follow that line of work. That's right. And and I guess I didn't really mean said, it as in all the whole family's gonna right, be pros, you right. know, pro heroes or but, anything like that. But right. Yeah. But like tying it into the chapter, like mm -hmm. there was always that kind of mental thing where it's just like with the whole, you know, like uh, you know, like heroes, are yeah. you running away? Aren't aren't you just running away? Yeah. Like I think in some aspects, you know, like because you know, they were seeing this world of heroes and what they were seeing with their brothers, like, the other two were just like, 
we're we're not gonna do this like right. that's not what we are about like right. we don't want to be involved in that we're mm -hmm. already seeing the trauma that's going on and we realize that we can't reach those standards and like it's already been acknowledged yeah that toya can't but shoto was the miracle child mm -hmm. like there's no room for us to to be in that world and yeah. it's right it's not like that's going to be a, a change now but yeah. i think like like you guys have mentioned i believe in like the last uh video like it's very possible that we'll see the family come together yeah. in some kind of fashion to address uh the nation yeah right like a press conference on, yeah right whether or not that has an impact we'll see obviously mm -hmm. the world has gone to shit right now <laughs> um as we saw with hawks and genus going around like yeah, yeah. who knows what's going to come of it like mm -hmm. this could just make you know dobby double down on his efforts right we don't know like we don't know the state of anything really right. outside of what's going on in the hospital um and like a little bit of like some of the outside scenery stuff we don't know what's going on with ua mm -hmm. uh, we don't know what's going on with all for one after the jailbreaks and whatnot we don't know uh what happened to the paranormal liberation front and like the uh the hero society government higher-ups and whatnot mm -hmm. like, right right there's so much we don't know and yeah. it's going to be interesting once we finally leave those hospital doors and see what's become of this world but Ooh. I do think that a press conference is probably coming because they love press conferences. Right, at right. My Hero Academia, dear ah! lord. Yeah, we right. To press conferences. Yeah. <laughs> Going back through this chapter, it makes me wonder, and just like these chapters in general, it makes me like kind of like I don't want to say worried about Kohei, but it makes me wonder like what like his life was like. Because like when you have like a situation like this with a family that's dysfunctional and with a father figure inside of it that's abusive, like this can be written like we've seen like um we've seen abuse you know like domestic abuse in you know manga storytelling before you know what i mean, or I mean just this one has had it like four or five times on yeah like just in fiction yeah like in fictional storytelling in general you know what i mean like it's very easy to write an abusive father you know what i mean like just stereotypically yelling you know a, a verbal, right. verbal abuse physical abuse like you can do that pretty easily but this is like very nuanced you know esoteric um abuse that you really have to know this family to understand i mean obviously mm -hmm. there's very intense moments where endeavor is just like in full monster mode talking crazy but right. like as far as like their interactions as a family and the dysfunction that we see it all is like very like nuanced it's not very stereotypical dysfunction or abuse so i right. feel like that it makes me think that like maybe kohei i don't want to assume things about him but it's like you have to like kind of like come from a situation like this to be order in order to write it this well i want to say mm -hmm. you know what i mean and mm -hmm. that makes me feel it's bad. it's deep it's, it's, yeah it's, it's very it's, deep. has, has yeah. depth in terms of um the the level of interactions right yeah. it's it's yeah. not as you yeah. said it's not so simple as endeavor is just yelling a lot he yells yeah. at ray a lot or whatever. Yeah. he does yell at ray a lot but like but there's this all these intricacies of all the family members like interacting with each other in various yeah. ways and it's very believable it's very yeah. believable it's very like i think solidly written you know what i mean like so i i, I do agree with you like it Either he's very good at writing shitty situations, or he's been in a complicated shitty situation. Right. It's, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's just some. Yep. I've been thinking that last couple of chapters have been making me think about because it's like this is too. This is almost too. I don't want to say relatable, but like mm -hmm. this feels really real. Right. Like this right. is based on a family. Yep. You know what it I mean? It is. It is also though 
again the third family that we're seeing in the series mm-hmm. that had yeah. a uh a dab that was like this um obviously hawk's dad we briefly got the siege stuff mm-hmm. with that and that's your stereotypical um you know abusive father mm-hmm. uh, we've got the situation with the Todorokis, um where we already had you know that domestic abuse and other stuff that we saw and now this is filling in the blanks in that but then we also have the shigaraki family mm-hmm. in a very right. different kind yeah. of abusive family where it was more so uh not necessarily like like more of the controlling kind yeah. of abusive rather mm-hmm. than like the, the stereotypical just caricature people, abusive dad like caricature right. yeah right yeah. So it was it was very different in that regard. So mm-hmm. yeah. like he's he's painted this picture three different ways, and by all means, it's super believable be in every situation. Yeah, right. like it's it's so almost it's too, possible. Yeah. Um, I I sincerely hope that's not the case. Mm-hmm. But like, if it if it is the case, I'm sorry that it is. If it's not, it's great that he's been able to write it three different ways so far and right. distinguish them in yep. three different yep. ways. Um, I had, I had a question for y'all in terms Mm -hmm. of something early in the chapter here, right? So if you look at page two, um, we, we get this like flash forward within the flashback, like five years later. And, um, we got, uh, Fuyumi and Natsuo coming to Toya like, Hey, let's play or whatever. And he's at his computer. Right. And of course it's very normal for a little kid to be at a computer or whatever, but uh, I guess I got this vibe, right? Like, and tell me what you think about this, that like he's on his computer page two and then page four Toya is um, talking to Natsuo and kind of like he's Natsuo is trying to fall asleep and he's like mm-hmm. ranting at him, right? Like, mm-hmm. like kind of like going like trying to rant about this and go deep into like we should be more mad about this, right? Yeah. Was was he like radicalized online? Like, could could he have been like talking to villain-minded people on the internet? And then because on on page four. He almost seems to be talking about like heroes generally, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like, is that what modern heroes are all about? Making yeah. all these kids they don't even need, as, as if he's like almost been on a forum about court yes. marriages or something, right? Like, wow. and, and, and you know what I mean? There, is there's really... no hints that he was on any particular website, but that's yeah, the vibe I got. But this is a really I... cool observation, though, Nick. For real, I that that is a good theory. Um, because he. I mean, that being said, he's still of the mindset, like, he wants to be better. He yes. wants to, yes. like, improve. He wants to be the hero that can surpass all might. He's still mm-hmm. in that mentality. Right. What if, and just because we get this information a little bit more in the future when he confronts his mother, mm-hmm. what if he's actually looking up information about his family? And oh. that's how he found out about his mother's situation. Yes, he does Oh, shit. Let's go. Like, how would he know that otherwise? That, like, uh, yeah. that it, for her family was poor. Yeah. So, yeah. this is so all of this could obviously come from the computer. Yeah. Both of your ideas yeah. Oh, yeah. could be oh, yeah. true for at sure. the same for time. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? It could be, I mean, it could also be anything simple from like him watching videos of yeah. like All Might or Endeavor or yep. whatever. Like, we don't know what's on that screen, but like, to me, like, at some point he had to figure out, you know, the situation. Um, with his mom and his dad. Yeah. Like there's only so much that you can get on a surface level. Like I don't I don't know if they ever had any interaction with their grandparents on Ray's side. Mm-hmm. But how would he know 
that kind of information if he didn't either hear it from somebody else at school or mm -hmm. find that out in online. Very and good point. Very confident that like that information in some capacity would find its way online via tabloid or something. Like yep. the heroes, paparazzi are always looking after heroes and whatnot. The fact mm -hmm. that like Endeavor has had four kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, who is the mom? Like, why do they look the way that they do? Like, this is mm -hmm. all stuff that would definitely be news. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think that that's, like, definitely a possibility that, like, he was looking at something online to get more information. And yeah. that is, whether that was intended that he found it or he found that at, through extension, through looking mm -hmm. for Endeavor stuff or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. This is a that. really cool idea, though, and I and I love I love that that spot because I would have never, never thought about that, especially not, you know, a page turn later. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. With so much going oh, yeah. on in between, it's, that it's is so brain cool. Time. Yeah, that, that <laughs> was very very fat brained spot there. <laughs> oh, not smooth. Definitely all the wrinkles, not. all the ridges, <laughs> bumpy. Another another thing I loved about this chapter is um, the twelve thirteen double spread or the crossover spread mm -hmm. or whatever. Where yes. you know he says um, Toya's saying like all he ever taught me was how to turn up the heat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and this to me gets into the the chapter title right. Like last yeah. week I was like like what is what's what's the wrong way to put out a fire? Like talking about it when the fire is actually a bad guy and you shouldn't just. Yeah. Put it out or whatever, but like yeah. no, it seems like the wrong way to put it a fire is to burn it out, right? Yeah. To burn so burny that you burn all the stuff that can be burned, and there's nothing left to burn, right? Like burn too much burning. Yeah, yep. It and was no longer a world. metaphor; it was literal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. A literal fire. It was yeah. a person on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, you could also tie it back to like the wrong way to put out a fire. Oh no, that's the same exact thing that you said. Never mind. Let's keep going. <laughs> I, it's. A little bit before that too, um, mm -hmm. the the fact that the fire color change was mm -hmm. a result of puberty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was an interesting thing. Yeah, that, that. That I was not. Like, yeah, like oh well, all of the Endeavor kids, like Endeavor and Shoto, have red fire. So like Dobby can't be Toya because his fire is blue. And like <laughs> I know somebody on Twitter was just like, I called this. And yeah, was just like, ah. but yeah. like. It's it's so interesting that like I guess with puberty, um, that was what made like the the chemical reaction in his body or whatnot make that fire that much hotter. Mm -hmm. When mm -hmm. because it got so hot that it it changed from red to blue. Um, and it was also at this time that like there was a reaction with his tear ducts, mm -hmm. and compared to Endeavor where like his flames on his face come from mustache his facial hair yeah toya's came from his eyes and that's Ooh. how he got the scarring under his eyes Hell yeah. yes sir wow Ooh. so many cool things about yeah, dude, I Fantastic. This. I, I love it and i love how like the answers you know come back to you know some kind of scientific or biological element right like where like when, yeah. we, when we finally found out that the reason why toya was burning himself it wasn't necessarily because his flames were that much hotter and he didn't have control it was because he has his mom's body you know what yep. i mean like that's fucking sick you know what i mean and then all yep. of a sudden here we have his flames were blue they were red before but they were turned blue because of puberty it always comes back to you could have just said he was born with blue flames and that's just the next generation of endeavors yep. kids yep you know what i yep. mean but 
the fact that it always just like comes back to a deeper, more nuanced, like biological or scientific explanation is yep. just amazing storytelling. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. unless you're the Ida family, in which case you just have <laughs> metal engines coming out of your body. Because, you know, metal engines are organic and explainable. But, hey. you know. <laughs> well, to play into that, if you look at X-Men, you have Colossus, who yes. literally just like, poop, 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 like you're turning, like, yep. like yep, yep. you know, turn, putting the shutters down at your restaurant or something like that. He turns into, you know, and they explain that as like osmium is like a bio, you know, a bio, um, a metal that is biological that is essentially sure. metal but biological yeah, yeah yeah yes yes thank thank you for putting logic to my argument <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well but no but still at the same no, time though with colossus yeah. it's literally just like your skin becomes that with with ida yeah. it's still a little it's still weird because like although the metal can still be he organic actual engines yeah it's <laughs> like actual yeah like like yeah. artificial stuff involved there yeah or yeah. artificial feeling stuff so it's still weird but but yeah yeah but i, I <laughs> Like you said, though, I, I really enjoy that, like, Horikoshi was able to incorporate puberty into explaining yeah. these changes that took place and making it, like, understandable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact that, like, with his puberty, like, the, the, the quirk that he inherited from his father became that much stronger, but his constitution, despite the fact that he was getting older, uh, like, getting taller and whatnot, his condition wasn't improving in any capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it's it's so great. Yeah. That's it's really cool. just well woven together and just well thought out. Mm-hmm. You can tell that these chapters, you know, came from the mind so long before... We're, mm-hmm. where we are right now you know mm-hmm, what i mean like mm-hmm. this is stuff that could potentially have always been planned by kohei this exact scene oh, this exact way Absolutely. this exact I mean, dialogue with the, the, this exact with the tear duct stuff yeah with dobby having those tear duct scars like mm-hmm. boom you know this is planned a long time ago yeah. oh yeah absolutely oh yeah you guys um i don't think i've had are we are we good on my hero well, what, what, do you, what do y'all think i guess is the next step here right so at the oh, end sure. of the chapter um we we have this kind of like nice little statement you know shoto mm-hmm. is our family's hero right endeavor's a shitbag obviously we all know that and but like and shoto is going to bring us together right like as as endeavor split the family apart mm-hmm. um shoto the, the the synthesis between the fi- fire and ice quirks is going to bring us together in, in more ways than one right Ooh. and then shoto says shoto says like when you're done grieving pops like get up we gotta go stop toya right yeah. like so what yeah. do, you, do you think it's going to be like endeavor and shoto teaming up like both of them together, like sidekick style, and and going to beat the shit out of Dobby or it's what? A great question. I think that for like the the conflict, obviously, it would just be you know um, Shoto and, and Endeavor, you know, like in the the forefront of that. I don't mm-hmm. know how much Natsuo and the rest of the family will be involved right. in the combat side of things, mm-hmm. but I definitely think that if they're going, if Kohei is going to write a family come together to deal with our crazy brother kind of situation, that throughout the course of the final conflict, everyone is going to have something to do in relation to bringing down Toya. Sure. You know what I mean? Whether yeah. that's whether that's everyone using their quirks and fighting simultaneously, or if it's Ray does some things over here as set up, Natsuo does some things over here as set up, Fuyumi does her thing, and then leading into, mm-hmm. you know, they set up a beautiful situation for Endeavor and Shoto to close it off. I think that that's fine too. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think it's definitely going to be a tag team. Mm-hmm. kind of thing um like just because endeavor at the end of the day has to carry that burden that mm-hmm. he created mm-hmm. but shoto is part of the solution to bring it all together 
I thought, um, just speaking on the fact that it was mentioned that, you know, Shoto is our family's hero. Mm -hmm. The emotional weight behind that moment mm -hmm. was crazy. Yeah. Because they even said the fact that, like, out of anyone, Shoto was the one that was hurt above everyone else. He took the brunt of everything. Mm -hmm. Like, he, like, again, like Toya took the brunt of things. Mm -hmm. But Shoto didn't end up like Toya. And that was part of part of that reason was because he was able to, you know, go to UA and find friends that helped him to grow as a person. Yeah. And like well more so the fact that change. his quirk worked properly, yes. I think is like the, the <laughs> yes. main the main thing it, there. It, it helps. Yeah. But again, like the fact that like if it wasn't for the people at UA, mm -hmm. like Shoto wouldn't have changed. Shoto wouldn't have, you know, lit these sparks with his family to like bring them together. The fact that like he was able to start getting to know his siblings. The fact that he called his mom mom mm -hmm. again. The fact mm -hmm. that he's even there to encourage Endeavor. But like yeah. even everything leading up to that point where it, like he's just like, you know what? I don't forgive you for what you did. I acknowledge the fact that you are trying to change, and I acknowledge the fact that you are someone that can help me better myself. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for the friends that he made, if it wasn't for Midoriya, we wouldn't be seeing what's happening right now right. with the Todoroki family. Because mm -hmm. Shota would not have opened up otherwise. Like He yep. could have gone down this path um, a similar one to Dobby, like, but in terms of a hero path, similar to Endeavor, while, you know, at the same time shunning what he stood for. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's it's just so emotional. It's so great. Yeah. Um, like, it, at the same time, it is a little cliche that it's like, Shoto is our hero. And he's yeah. the one that's bringing the family together. Like, yes, I get it's cliche as well, but, like, it works. But it makes all yeah, the yeah, sense. Yeah. It makes it all does. the sense, you know what I mean? It does. And, and if, if, if something's going to be cliche, be cliche. But I mean, like, I think that it's even more impressive as an author to take something mm -hmm. that's known as a cliche and yep. still make it make all the sense in your narrative. For sure. You know, first, you know what I mean? But, yep. but yeah, dude, look at this panel of Endeavor. <laughs> this last panel of Endeavor on 17. That is one of the best Endeavor, like, like that's one of the best facial expressions I think that Kohei has ever drawn, in my opinion. This is one of my the, favorite The panels. range of expressions we've yes. been seeing from Endeavor these last yep. couple chapters. It's, it's really the eyebrows. It's the eyebrow in, in this, the, the eyebrow placement in this, in this panel, I think, is everything. Because it's not down, like, angry. It's not, like, it's so far up, and it just shows, like, let's see, like, see if I can find the words. It just shows, like, I'm like pitiful like oh my god like you know what i mean like yeah. i am so like it's every emotion i feel like yep. at once you know what i mean and mm -hmm. i feel like that mm -hmm. eyebrow placement really sells his facial expression as just being so happy sad and upset with himself but like like excited in the moment that this is ha like so many you could read so many things in this yeah. facial expression yep. and it's like yeah i don't know so Love um it. The one last thing I want to mention for this chapter, mm -hmm. um, just because we saw Hawks and Genist in the hallway, yeah. Um, I'm guessing that we'll get a debriefing chapter 
next chapter. I think oh, they I switch that. perspectives. I feel like yeah, I think we're gonna get a massive info dump coming up. Um, just like being told, like, hey, uh, this is what's going on with the outside world. Mm -hmm. Uh, the organization that made me uh into a double, triple, quadruple agent thingy. Uh, most of them are dead. Yeah. Uh, so that's not great. Um, all these prisons got broken into, and all these people are out, and. So I, I think that we're in for an info dump, mm -hmm. like, with this next chapter. It's just like, all right, we've gotten through most of the emotional stuff. We'll get the <laughs> info dump. And then, like, a little bit later, they'll remember, oh, hey, Midoriya's still in a coma. So right. we should probably get him out of it. Yeah. Um, I think we get a bunch yeah. of emotional stuff, for, like, everywhere that there is emotional stuff, and then an info dump. Because, I mean, yeah. we still have, I think that we could switch perspectives to literally anyone else and get any any more like drama and any more like emotional sure. kind of like stuff sure. from anyone else that's you know has yet to be shown reflecting or, all or anything like that yeah like all might you know what or i mean i think i think his, we are midoriya's mom yeah yeah, yeah i think there's yeah. that conf that confrontation is coming yeah, yeah. Like, for sure the yeah. last time that like midoriya's mom and all might were together mm -hmm. all might swore that he would make sure that those things didn't happen to Midoriya again. Yep. And what happened immediately after that? Something All ten times Midoriya's in a coma. Yeah. <laughs> and he is just broken to hell. Yeah. Uh, that confrontation between the two of them is going to be crazy. Yes. I mean, like, we could potentially see, um, like, you know, All Might is, you know, attempting to go to the hospital to vis visit Midoriya for the first time, and then the chapter ends with Inko Midoriya yeah. standing in his way in the yeah. hallway saying, yeah. you will not see my boy. Yeah. And then they have this huge, massive chapter of a conversation that yeah. ends with Midoriya, like, waking up or something. Like, yo. Maybe. And then now the conversation continues with all of them involved, and... I could what see it if happening he like that. Doesn't wake up though for a while. Yeah. What if Midoriya is actually in an extended coma? What if we had my hero without our hero <laughs> for an extended period of time? It probably Again? won't happen. He'll Again? probably wake up. We've yeah, already, uh, yeah, we already had that in my yes, villain academia. But not, yes, but not my villain academia. I'm right. saying like my hero academia, but without Midoriya. Like, right. I don't know. Like this could go in so many different directions mm -hmm. at this point and i'm interested to see what does happen yes um i'm still in camp uh time skip i feel yeah. like a time sure. skip is coming i like that um i don't know how long of a time skip mm -hmm. uh, maybe just enough to get them into their second year uh it would be absolutely crazy if horikoshi was just like hey guess what we're time skipping to after ua i don't think they will yeah no, that's yeah. way like, too far right but like it would be interesting to see oh like, for sure again just because of how society has changed yeah like what is what is an appropriate amount of time right to show that change yeah mm -hmm. um, good question like because i mean at this point too like how much sense does it make to continue showing things from ua given how much the public perception has changed. Right. right. Like, what sense does a hero school make when heroes aren't, you know, doing what they need to to save society? Right, yeah. so, exactly. I don't know. Like, okay. I, I, again, I think a time skip is coming. Like, I think it would make sense if it was a time skip to, like, when they became second years, mm -hmm. maybe. Mm -hmm. um, it would be absolutely crazy if it was, you know, 
post UA all of a sudden. That would yeah. be crazy. That would be so nuts. People would lose their minds. Lose their like, shit. We I were denied Shinso in second <laughs> year. How could yeah. you already go? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, man. A lot of a uh, lot of exciting developments. Hell yeah. Absolutely. A lot of ways that this can go, but I think that Yeah, that's all I had for... for my hero, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. Wow. What a conversation, you guys. Um, Hell yeah. That was this uh -huh. week in Jump. Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 12. Axel Plays. Thanks for joining us, man. We had a great conversation, dude. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Um, yeah, dude. It's, it's, I've, it's been a long time in the making, and I'm yeah. glad it finally happened. Yeah. Um, definitely looking forward to uh, when I can have this kind of conversation with the full crew. But I yeah. understand that uh, things aren't, you know happening right now yeah, yeah, get yeah there. we ain't going, going nowhere on, so. you know what i'm saying we'll, i know i we, know we gonna we gonna um, figure that out yeah absolutely um Hell yeah. also excited for when i can finally see you guys in real life yeah, yeah seriously we're, not that far away, we're so, so close like, dude yeah it's gonna be fun soon as conventions come back you already know what it oh, is oh my god <laughs> absolutely oh uh, yeah whether or not daishokan happens this year I oh mean, man i'm like that'll so, be the test yeah like i'm like so not even expecting that if it happens great right like, oh, yeah right. but yeah <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I'll be sure to um, I'll be sure to put Axel's contact information down in the description. Make sure you guys check out his YouTube channel, see what he's got going on. Follow him on Twitter. You guys can see his at his handle on the screen right now if you're watching on YouTube. But yeah, that's gonna do it for Weekly Shonen Jump issue number twelve. Thank you all so much for watching. If you did, slap a like on the video if you enjoyed it. Hit the subscription button if you're new here, and make sure you hit the notification bell so we can chirp you when new content is live. And uh, make sure you visit the description. To check out where you can find us on social media where you can join our online communities like discord where you can listen to us on spotify and apple music and whatnot and if you would be so generous there's links that you can follow to see where what we're doing on like our online store and patreon and whatnot but with all that said i think that will do it for this episode of the project manga podcast wrapping up i'm not and nickums and i'm axel blaze we'll catch y'all next time